Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying Increase of Our Reality, I'd really appreciate it if you could drop a review or a rating and I'll give you a shout out on the show. While you're at it, come join the Telegram group and follow the show on Instagram and across social media. If you'd like to support the show, check me out over on Patreon for early access to Increase of Our Reality and Big Dumb Inquiries which is the Swapcast show I co-host with Kyle Rainey of the Big Dumb Podcast. If you'd like to pick up some merch, come check out the merch store. If you want to help me out to upgrade my equipment and pump out even more awesome content for you guys, come donate over on Anchor. Or Kofi. And last but not least, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic they want covered, or you feel you have something to contribute to the show, send me an email at increaseofallrealitypodcast at outlook.com. All the links I mentioned are in the show description. Just tap or click the Linktree link to be directed. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you, and I couldn't be doing this without you. Now enjoy the show. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. everyone, and welcome to the 37th episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Today with me, I have Frantic Missy. How is it going today? Going pretty good. How about yourself? Not too bad. Same shit, different day, like I was saying, but never a bad thing. So I guess for uh, the yeah. people that don't know who you are, but I'm sure a lot of people know who you are, considering you've been on stuff like Tinfoil Hat and uh, prime, been on with uh, Primetime Stein, uh, you know, give them a little description on who you are. I'm Frantic Missy. Uh, I'm called Frantic Missy because I talk fast and like this all the time, just high energy. Um, I talk about conspiracy uh, analyzations, conspiracy facts, conspiracy documents, not conspiracy theories because everything I cover is real. Uh, and if you guys want to find me, you can find me on Twitter. Do not go to my Instagram. It's been hacked. Good times. Uh, but other than that, like uh, if you want to guys, if anybody sees anything or hears anything about this or has any more information they want to send me, they don't have Twitter. You feel free free to email me at franticlooking at gmail.com. Uh, I love to hear what people have to say and feedback is always excellent. Awesome. I guess the, the high energy thing fits pretty well with me too, because I'm one of those people that I listen to my podcast usually sped up but when I listen to my own podcast or when I listen to something I'm on, I can't speed it up because then I sound like a chipmunk. <laughs> so speed uh, I have to turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> so I usually turn it down when it's on my part bit. anyways. <laughs> I tell people, like, if you can't understand what I'm saying or I'm going too fast, just go to the settings and turn it down half a notch. <laughs> See, I should probably do it with myself sometimes because I get going on a topic and I just get, start ranting and then it just gets too fast. It's too much, you know, and then I'll be doing a podcast, somebody that speaks slow. So it's like, hi, how's it? And then there's me just bzz, 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 in the middle of it. <laughs> well, this is going to be an interesting one then because we can keep up with each other. Hey, it'd be perfect then. Maybe we got matching energy. I can already see this is going to be off to a good start. <laughs> so before we, we uh, went to start the show, we started talking about um, 
different forms of manipulating media so that you can control the narrative. And you said that you had some awesome information on that. I'd love to get into that. Well, I mean, I always like to ask people, I'm like, what's your favorite conspiracy, you know, themed minded like movie, for example, what's your favorite? For me, it's usually relates back to like UFO type things or like cryptids. That's just me personally. I always liked like the mystery of there just being more out there. Also space stuff. I always get really heavy into space stuff. How about yourself? Cool. So like, I mean, for me, don't laugh. Anybody who knocks this, watch it and then talk smack. But I would say my favorite conspiracy minded or themed movie is probably Josie and the Pussycats. Because it is amazing. And the soundtrack's awesome. I was going to say. It's really well done. It's a conspiracy theory movie. It is about how the American music, uh, like the American music uh, business, right, uh, takes artists and uh, basically brainwashes them and then uses their music to promote products that are for sale. I've been on that one for a long time. As far as like hip hop goes, a little bit of a different twist, but just hip hop in general, uh, trying to get people in prison uh, by trying to normalize all of these like gangster type thoughts because they're making money off of people being in prison because of private prisons. So, I mean, that's still kind of the same kind of concept rolling off of that. Well, just never forget that when you look at hip hop, especially like the gangster rap hip hop, which is usually what people are talking about when they discuss that topic, um, just you don't have to even look at what they said or what they did or find or pluck documents. All that stuff is great. You can do that if you want. But if you really want to know what's up, just look at who made it out and what they're doing now, right? Mm-hmm. Easy's gone. Tupac's gone. Biggie's gone. Although I don't know why he was ever famous in the first place. I mean, I get it. He's a good rapper or whatever, but he mumbled. He had a lazy eye. He was overweight. He used to be a crack dealer. I don't understand why he was like, at all someone who made it up through the ranks except for the fact that he must have been like hired by someone to do it um who else is gone i mean look at it they're they're all dead right except for ice tea right what was it he said uh they don't like me because i'm brown right talking mm-hmm. shit being like fuck the police right that guy is now married to a white woman playing a cop just saying didn't he start off in like a metal band or something like that too? Or he was in a metal band at one point? No, they they did a they did like a, a they did like work together. They did like a matchup thing, like like walk this way was or whatever. You know, it was like one of those. Oh yeah. And that probably was Rick Rubin. I can't remember. I have to look it back up. But there's that. Then look at Ice Cube, right? What's Ice Cube up to? Ice Cube is not making like RV movies with like kids. That was a Ice good Cube. transition. Going from NWA to then, doing kids movies, like what? What was in the, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's an attitude if I've ever seen one. Uh, then look at Snoop Dogg. That's a problem. Baking with Martha better. Stewart. Baking with Martha Stewart. And yeah, you was, saw the, the mess that was the Super Bowl show this year. So he was on trial back in the 90s for murder, too. And now he's like a household name. The that's case. another weird one. Murder was the case that they gave him. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Charges didn't stick, but he's still alive. Weird how all that kind of stuff works out, but all the people that were yeah. speaking out certain messages that you know they didn't want people to hear are all the ones that are dead now, such as Tupac is a perfect example. Yeah. Well, Tupac, I don't think died when we thought he did either. I don't think he's alive now, but it's only because Suge Knight's son swears he saw and hung out with Tupac in Malaysia right before that crazy Malaysian flight. You know, the one that they never found, even though we've got heat seeking satellites. Mm-hmm. So it's another weird one, too. The one that was. The one that was loaded with like the weirdest, like like Jane Doe, John Doe. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That, oh, by the way, you know that flight was going, right? Where, where, 
Of course. Where, where else would it be going? It was, the CIA, it was another CIA stronghold. You got Malaysia, you've got Cuba, you've got North Korea, you've got Ukraine and the Solomon Islands. And what are the islands from Hawaii, Keaton Island? There's a lot of weird stuff out there. But I mean, the day, like, like I, this happened, like when that plane, like right when that plane crash happened, first of all, there was, the, there was, there was a, it was released in the media that Suge Knight's son had seen Tupac there, right? That's not good. And Tupac's mother had just come down with cancer and was going to die. So you try. So to I think, I, I think he went, I think he was going to, he was trying to go see his mom. That makes so sense. I think he is dead. I just don't think that I don't think he died uh, in Vegas, and I, I don't think he's alive now. You know, no, I, I definitely agree with that too because that was one of those things too that uh, like there was so much weirdness around his death, especially considering he wrote a bunch of songs about faking his death that nobody even really like looked into that. Like, hmm, that's kind of weird. And then to top it off, of course, he's dealing with Suge Knight. Like anybody would hide themselves from Suge Knight. I don't know. I think Suge Knight was a lot of bluster, not a lot of brains, and not a lot of like power. I don't think that he was the one pulling the strings. I think that he just took that role because he, he really like his favorite. One of his favorite movies was The Godfather. So he's trying to fit that role, like a lot of the rappers do. And Scarface, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's another one. That's so, like, I mean, they're just putting all those people in in place in order to fit an agenda. Because I feel like that's 90% of what hip-hop is nowadays. Like, half these fucking dudes can't rap anymore. They're just mumbling so they can get away with not even remembering half the words anymore. Remember what I said about Biggie? Prime example. He was like the mumble original rap. mumble rapper, right? Now it's mumble rap. <laughs> yep. He's like, it's like, is he, you know, it, it, it cracks me up. Like, Biggie Smalls, like, got so many, like, hot ladies or whatever. And I'm like, why, why is it? Because he walked in the room and everyone thought he was looking at them. His <laughs> eye was just all <laughs> over the place. It's crazy what money will do for you. You you can get a lot of a lot of attractive girls. I mean, the goofiest looking dude in the fucking world if you got that money. Oh uh, yeah, the craziest thing now I think is like the whole face tattoo thing. I, I don't understand that. Well, most Never could. My dad like... when I was in high school. Yeah, they, they I don't know. They're trying to like like look cool, which they're not. Um, I mean, no one gets in the music industry because they're cool. Just saying. Right place, right time. That's what right. it comes down to, and you got to fit that persona. But, it, it cracks me up though, because like, there's a lot of these like, I mean, they, they rent their cars, they rent their houses, they rent their jewelry, right? And like, you know, they got like women, and it, it's crazy because they bring on like everybody in their family to come work for them. And of course, they're not. You shouldn't hire your cousin as your financial manager. I mean, I'm not an expert. I only was in the music industry for like I don't know, 23 years on and off. I don't know anything, I'm sure, but I will say this: don't hire your cousin to be your your financial manager. Uh, that's straight legit. That's financial advice. Yes, it is. <laughs> Don't hire your family to do anything that involves your money, especially if you have that much money coming in, because it's going to be one of those things that they're going to try to pull money off the top and be like, oh, but come on, I'm family. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't even loan anybody any money anymore. Like my, my rule is if I can't give it to them, I'm not going to loan it to them. Because like that way, if I get it back, I'm like, this is awesome. But if I don't, I can still be friends with that person. Yeah, that's how I feel you should do it, too. If it's, like, a family member, you kind of got to do one of those, like, guilt-free loans. But at the same time, though, it's, like, you want to help them out, but you don't want to fuck yourself in the process. You kind of have to do that in between. You can't afford it. Yeah. If you can't afford it, don't loan it. And that is financial advice. You know, most people are like, I'm not giving financial advice. I'm like, I am giving financial advice. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Don't loan anybody money unless you can afford to give it to them. I mean, honestly, no, be- no better word spoken. And you can't, you kind of have to look at it from the opposite perspective too, that a lot of those people that'd be asking you for that money wouldn't be able to do the same thing for you either. So. Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, anytime anybody has to come ask you for anything anyways, 
it's hard to get rid of a friend of yours, even if they like they don't pay you back for like a long time or they give you a hard time or they dodge you because like you own money. It's hard to get rid of that person because now you've literally invested in them. Yeah, that, I think that's the truth too. It's the same reason that like guys stay with women that are just awful for like years on end when they should have broken up with them, but because they're like, well, uh, you know, I put all the, I put all this investment, I put all this investment into this person. It's the same reason people drive a car, right? And it's like old and not working the amount that it costs to get a new you know head gasket installed right but they're going to do it anyways not because it's financially smart or because they're not smart enough to like take two step two seconds to look up on google the value of the vehicle versus the value of the repair it's because people feel like why well, put this on it. i did that on it i worked on it this i put a new i, I put new windshield wipers on it last week like, i have an investment in this so they're like literally like put money into a car that's not worth the value because they invested in it already and they feel like tied to it because of that investment I got a friend. They like- say psychological. They say and it's a little psychology trick is if you work with someone or you uh, have a neighbor, anybody, uh, you know, a family member that you don't get along with, uh, the best thing to do is to ask them for a small favor, even better if it involves a small amount of money, because now they're going to feel invested in you and they're going to be psychologically tricked into enjoying your company or trying to get to know you better or to care about you more. So they won't be as like harsh or awful to deal with. It's kind of weird how just a little bit of money involved can totally change somebody's perspective on a lot of different things. <laughs> you ever see the movie Garden State? Uh, I have not. I know what it is, though. I haven't actually sat down and watched it, though. The guy from Red Eye, the bad eye guy in Red Eye, I don't can't remember what his character's name in the movie, but he's showing, like, the main guy, Largeman, like, his, uh, his Gulf War uh, trading cards. Mm-hmm. Of like Storm and Norman and all these people. And he's like, it's a little investment. He's like, I got a lot of little investments. And he goes, the worst thing than asking for a favor is a favor that involves money. Truthful though, honestly. Right? <laughs> as soon as you get money involved, the thing worse, it's getting weird. The only thing worse than a favor is a favor that involves money. That's how you lose friendships. That's how you lose family. And of course, you know, it's like one of those things too, that as soon as you start having money, everybody comes out of the woodwork and they're like, Hey, you remember that time that I did that thing for you? Remember that time that you did this for me? It takes down so many rappers because they, because they have such a connection to their community. You know, they feel like I have to be the one that brings us all out of this. I, I it's one of the things I love about the conspiracy community is like, I feel like we should adopt that attitude for ourselves. Like, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm coming up. I'm bringing all of you with me. No, I definitely agree with that too. Shit. That's what I feel like. There's a lot of podcasters that kind of do that, but then there's definitely the ones that kind of have like their, you know, I, I'm more established. I don't want to work with people kind of concept. And I don't really get that. Cause it's all podcasting is about having a conversation. Yeah, but look what happens to the, people. look what happens to those people. Very true. Look what happens to them? Cause we've seen how many people, I don't know how long you've been in the game, but I've been like researching crazy stuff since I was like eight. I really got into it, like really like hardcore, like spend way too much time. Like there's no, when it's time to like go to bed because the, the guy down the street from me turns his truck on to go to work. And I'm like, oh my God, it's 4.30. Get up and run upstairs to go to bed, right? But I've been in the game game, like hardcore in the game since like at least 20, like 2016, 2015, like 24 seven, like researching this stuff, like obsessed. Um, so I don't know how long you've been in the game, but there's a lot of people that we've seen disappear, die, quit get banned from everything there's a lot of like people that have gone down that just are no longer there do you think part of it's just they started talking about something they weren't supposed to talk about or do you think it's just like they just got cocky or nobody wants to work with them or 
dude, the, the, the dumbest thing that's going on, dumbest trend right now on the internet isn't these stupid TikTok dances, right? It, it's conspiracy, like community people looking at other people and going, it's a shell. They're an agent. I'm like, dude, 200, he's got 213 followers on Twitter. I don't think he's an agent. No. I don't think that that's an agent. I think that like, I don't, you've got 312. I don't think anybody cares about you enough to like tag you or try and like reach out to you to try and like be friends with you. Like if, if, if I'm an FBI, like shell agent, right? I'm not going to go after the person that has 313 friends. I'm going to go after the person that has like 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000. Like, I don't know why people think they're so special. But like, dude, nobody is following you or listening to you guys. You're not that, unless you're big, no one, can, you're, you're no use to anyone. So stop thinking that like people are coming after you because you make the rest of us sound crazy. I think it's just one of those conspiracy mindset type things too, where it's like, leave it to a conspiracy theorist to look for conspiracies within the conspiracy community. <laughs> right. But honestly, though, I hear shills so fucking much. It's ridiculous. Or, or glowy. That's my new favorite one. Glowy. Oh, I haven't heard that one yet. Explain. I am glowing, but I'm not a glowy. It's like, it's basically like a term for somebody who works for like one of the outfit agencies that's trying to infiltrate the glowy. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So it's kind of, it's the same kind of thing as a shield, just a different name then. Pretty much, yeah. But I mean, again, like, you know, because there are words that if you say them, it can cause issues, it can cause your chat to lag. You know, if you notice in like things like uh, live streams on YouTube, there's, I don't know if a lot of people have noticed this, but if you're doing, going through the live chat in, in YouTube, like where you're watching something and everyone's like talking, uh, there's a button up to the top right that you click that can say that you want the up-to-date chat or if you want the featured chat. So if you have the button clicked on, every time you have to change it to all the chat, but what it'll do is it'll just be the people that don't say naughty words in the list. Of course. So you'll miss chats from people that say naughty words, which are the people I want to talk to the most. Yeah, of course, because those are the people that are actually spitting truths and shit. They're just trying to keep it so it's more filtered, because uh, that's what, honestly, half of the internet's coming down to now, is just filtering the shit out of people and creating infighting within communities, too, because I see a lot of that shit in this conspiracy community, like... I've always started looking oh, in the middle yeah. instead of fighting I mean, about two different sides and polarizing. I, uh, I refuse to uh, give any power or any energy or any credit towards people that are fighting in my community. But it's crazy because I've got two really good friends that are both quite well known and quite well like established, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I'm not going to mention one of them earlier when you were talking about me and my, my background. And like, I'm like, why are mommy and daddy fighting? You know, like, why, why are we fighting amongst each other? Like, dude, have you guys looked at, like, Yemen lately? Come on. Like, why are we fighting with each other? <laughs> are you see what's going on, like, in the Senate? Like, what, dude, why are we fighting with each other? There are so many bigger, dude, there's, like, a, what is it? I think it's three million. What's the number for the people that have come over the southern border that are, don't have to be vaccinated, by the way? Of course right? not. <laughs> and, get, and they're literally going to be paid now coming here right like why why are we fighting with each other that's trying to create more polarizing too because now it's just going to make it so that people that are already in this country are just going to get pissed off at those people so it's just splitting people up even more it's it's such a ridiculous thing like dude like but here's here's the kicker here's the thing that divides the you know the wheat from the shaft uh when you start taking money which is why people are like why don't you have your own podcast i'm like well if I start taking money for this, then I can be compromised. If I start taking money for this, 
then now I'm not performing for like the person I'm trying to help, like I'm doing with you or with Kyle or, or with anybody else that I like that has like, that's new or trying to come up. I like try, try to push them up, try to drag them to the light with me. Right now, instead of worrying about that, now I have to worry about my bottom line. Now I have to worry about what my fans think. Now I have to worry about people from the internet who are not people that I know. Think about what I have to say. That's a problem. Yeah, of course. It is. That, that's going to interfere with the ability for me to tell the truth. So I cannot have my own podcast, at least not now. Yeah. I cannot until, until I can make it to where I don't need, I can get everything taken care of and I never have to ask anybody for a penny. That's when I'll do it. And it's just not time for that yet. That's when it kind of comes into that thing that it's never going to work out unless you're doing your own kind of solo thing, especially when you're doing the things that you're doing, of course, too, because you don't want to have to pick sides either because there's a lot of, like I was saying, like infighting within the community too, that it's like people feel like they have to pick a side when it should never be like that, you know? Do you have any idea like how many like interesting conversations get censored that we don't get to hear or how many interesting thoughts somebody, for example, just as just an example, Tim Cast, right? With Tim Pool. Uh, they have like, when they go into there, I don't know if you noticed or not, but, and they've talked about this on air before, when they go in, they have like a list of things they can and cannot say. For example, this is not financial advice, right? They have to say that, right? They're certain, they can't curse. They can't be themselves. So what you're doing is you're watching, like, yes, it, I'm sure if you sign up for like their membership group or whatever, you could hear the real stuff, but they censor themselves and their guests constantly. So how much of this stuff are we not hearing? because there are rules so they can stay on YouTube. I don't want anyone to be in charge of what I can and cannot say. No, I completely and agree. I won't. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to censor myself ever. Yeah, not that, now, not, not ever. That defeats the purpose of the community in the first place because it's all about freedom of speech. And as soon as you have anything that's starting to infringe on that, then you're already going against what we're trying to do here at this whole community. It's, it's all about freedom, period. Mm-hmm. Freedom. This is all about freedom. This is about our freedom is being removed and like slowly being chipped away at by people that aren't American. Right. And if they are, they're bought like Klaus Schwab. He's not an American. How dare he tell me how I should live my life? How dare someone from New York city tell me how to live my life? Every area is different. They've not, they don't know my experience. They don't know where I came from. They didn't grow up. Like I grew up. They don't, they don't know me. You're never going to have a good outcome when you've got a politician or a narcissist by the way they're mm-hmm. always a narcissist uh you're never going to have a decent outcome when you've got people in these jobs that uh are, are at a federal level because you need to bring it back home local politics should be the only politics you worry about because unless people know your area the, the personal problems that you're dealing with in your area on a federal level like passing legislation is pretty much like a, a useless endeavor all those politicians not help born anybody. into money, so they never actually get to see what it's like to live like a normal American either on top of that, and they're creating the laws for us, and they're still above the law anyway. So it's like Klaus Schwab, this whole, you'll be happy and own nothing, except for the fact that he's going to be sitting in his mansion with every possible possession that he could ever imagine having. So it's like it's not, it's not treated the same way ever, of course. Isn't, isn't, that, isn't that sad that they think that, that wealth is possessions? Yeah, little do they know that it's just like we would all be happy having our own little commune and just living in a little community and not having to deal with all that bullshit. But then going into some other secret government ops type shit, they had like, you know, stuff like back in the 60s where they were trying to make it look like any type of commune was secretly a cult. So they pushed everybody away from that, just like they're pushing everybody away from the woods and making that look like that's bad, too. 
because they want everybody to rely on the city and the government and you're going to do what you're told to fit into this job. And they try to demonize everything else. Because honestly, that's my biggest thing when it comes to uh, Charles Manson is that I feel like they're trying to make it so that hippie communes looked like. Uh, I just showed them out. You can't see, you can't see the video, but I just showed them where I wrote down the next thing I was going to discuss was going to be Charles Manson. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was trying to read that. That's, that's awesome. exactly where my mind was going. That's hilarious. <laughs> We were great minds yeah. like that's what I was saying. We we're, we're perfect here on the same energy too. <laughs> well, just remember, you know, Charles Manson never actually killed anybody. Yeah, of course. He tricked but everybody name, into doing it and he was linked to the government. It doesn't matter because if I trick some dude into killing my husband, I'm not married, but if I was, I trick some dude into killing my husband, right? Does that mean that I'm the murderer? If I never held the weapon? See, he wasn't I'm, even in the same county as this. He was miles, miles, counties away, cities away. So for them to be able to pin, like literally his name, Manson, is synonymous and notorious and in, in connected to the word murder. Mm-hmm. Offensive, horrific murders. Do you remember the name of the guy that had the house uh, in Ohio where he had the three girls that he locked up for like 11 years and like would beat them and like all kinds of awful stuff? Do you remember his name? Bet you don't. But you remember Charles Manson. It's just like all the serial killers. Honestly, I feel like a lot of them are honestly just ploys because they're trying to keep people interested and hey, look over here while we're doing some other shit over here because everybody's following like perfect example like six months ago that uh that case where that guy supposedly killed his girlfriend in like a national park and everybody's just so determined watching that shit and they're just missing everything Gabby, else while that was happening. Was it Gabby Petito? What was her name? Pati- her last name was Petito, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, it was Gabby something. But that was just what you get for living in a van. It, it was such like a like nothing crazy realistically. Like everybody was watching that shit, and it was just like a I want to say like a standard murder, but kind of an oh. like nothing crazy happened. Oh, we we still we still don't know the details of that. But I think that and I'm not I'm not gonna double check my numbers here. But they found I think it was like eight eight somewhere between eight and thirteen people that were missing. They found their bodies by looking for that guy. So I'm sorry that she's passed away. Sucks. And I, I feel sorry for her family. And honestly, two people got murdered that day. They both did. And both families are suffering. But they found all these bodies of people that had been missing for decades while looking for that dude in the woods. See, why and that's is- a positive thing that came out of this. Why is it that they never found those things before, but then they're so determined looking for one specific girl that they found all these other people? It just shows how much time they actually invested into trying to find these other people previously versus this one story they got, you know, nationwide that everybody was watching. Ten. They found ten. They, they, ten families got peace. I mean, yeah, that's... that's... Because t- they found ten people's bodies and they were able to bury their loved ones because of this case. See, I still wonder if when they found his body, if it was actually his body or not, and if that was actually another person. Because they're saying that I don't remember how the story wrapped up, but I remember hearing that they found his backpack, weird one. bones or something. But that is definitely a weird case. I didn't dive too deep into it because, again, it's one of those situations where I think we're going to find out more in like six months to a year than we will now. Uh, people always like want to ask me about like up to date stuff, like what's going on with this, what's going on with that, what do you think about this, and I'm always like. I, I wait, you know, I don't, I don't look into anything right away because I know I have a list of things that I need to go and I have like, I put reminders and then it's crazy. I'm a crazy person. Uh, if you didn't think I was crazy about fast, I talk, you're crazy when I tell you this, 
I put reminders into my calendar for different like news stories and I link the article and it pops up like six months, sometimes three months, depending on the, the kind of like thing I want to look into. And then I research it because all the facts are going to come out in three to six months, usually, unless there's a case. And if, if there's nothing new that's come up on it, and I know it's like going to be like we're waiting for a trial or something. I'll put another reminder, like another, I'll, I'll add it in for another six months later. And that's when I look into it because I mean, for example, this, the shooting that's going on, right. And that cops did this and here's the timeline of that. And blah. blah. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to discuss this with anyone for at least three months because every day something new comes out. See, I, definitely I don't want to be wrong like that too, where I like, I'll hear a story going on and rather than just jumping into all of it and just trying to collect just little piece by piece, I'll wait a couple months and then I'll kind of get like that farther back perspective where you can get a more broad idea instead of following, you know, one rabbit when then something else will pop up the next day. And then you invested all this time into looking into this one specific thing. So I don't know if you said it on a show that I heard you on, but I've heard that before. And I definitely agree with that. You got to give stuff time to incubate, you know? <laughs> and you just have to, you know, you're never going to find out all the details the day of. I mean, when people talk about, I think it's like the veil of war, I think is what it's called, where like, even when you're hearing stuff like up to date, like this story and that story, what's going on with like the Ukraine thing, we really won't know the details until later because it's going to take it a while to get out. That's why, that's why they love the Iron Curtain so much. So you because, like, too, because they they hide a bunch of shit. Like you got all the uh, you know blown up cars and then no broken glass in the background too. So you know people also have to dig through the shit like that and realize how much stuff that they're actually putting out that's just fake war propaganda, or like the little bloody shoes or whatever they put on the ground and then everything else around it's intact. The Red Shoe Society <laughs> <laughs> going on to another rabbit trail. I see. <laughs> Now I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna put a pin in it because I want to go back to what we were discussing about like murders and about how like um, you know strange the the Gabby Petito situation was. Um, when I was reading about that, and I'm still like again, that's probably gonna be something I dig dig into in a couple three months, uh, big time. Uh, it reminded me a lot of a situation with a girl named. You ever heard of Kristen Smart? I don't think I've heard that one. No, if you don't okay. mind giving me some more information, Chris, I'd appreciate it. Kristen. Kristen Smart, uh, she was legally declared dead May 25th, 2002. Uh, she was an American woman who is presumed to have been abducted, raped, and murdered at the end of her freshman year on the campus of California Polytechnic University. Um, in 1996, she attended a birthday party of a friend. At 2 a.m., she saw him pass out on a neighbor's lawn. Two, two students helped her walk him to her dorm room. A third student named Paul Flores joined the group due to the proximity of his dorm to Smart's. Flores told the other two students he would get Kristen home safely. Smart was never seen from again. It was in 1996. So they declared her dead legally in 2002, but she disappeared in 1996. Now, here's where the case, the plot thickens. This guy, Paul, right? Mm -hmm. He was a weird, he's like a weird kid on campus. Like uh, his roommate in, that he shared a dorm with said that um, when he was like, hey, you know, you know what happened with Kristen? Like everyone's looking for her. They think that you had something to do with it. And he said, uh, I don't know. She's probably at my mom's house. Like, and he's like, it's a weird thing to say. And the mother, uh, she owned a, pr a property, like not far away from Cal, uh, Cal Poly. Mm -hmm. And basically the mom ended up uh, renting the house. Uh, she didn't want to live there anymore because she was getting harassed by the public because everyone like thought that you know, she was covering up for her son. Mm -hmm. And the father was a cop, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But here's the thing that really creeped me out. I was like listening to a podcast about this. And the people that rented the home, not long after, like they did all this work. They put in a new garage. They put in new flower beds and all, right? 
And like, this is like a couple of years later, they're still looking for Kristen. Nothing's been found. Uh, Kristen Smart, not Elizabeth Smart, not Amanda Smart, Kristen Smart. <laughs> I know there's three. It's very interesting. But um, the people that live there said that every morning at 4.20, 4.30 a.m., they would hear, beep, 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 like a watch, right? Mm-hmm. Like telling, like going off like an alarm. Kristen was a lifeguard. So she'd get up at 4.20, 4.30 a.m. to go to her lifeguard job. So they were here and they, they said they looked every for this beeping and then one day it just stopped. And then guess what? A couple of years later, they found the body. So they, she was still around or they, they just had like her watch or something and they were, they were trying to hide it? They, they, they think that she's buried underneath the flower beds. Hang on, I gotta get my facts right here. Oh, I always forget the password to my stupid iPad. Got <laughs> too much information. Uh, <laughs> Dude, it's, it just it gave me the creeps. Can you imagine that, like, being a renter and knowing that, like, the person whose house, not even realizing what happens to, like, you know, you started seeing something in the news that pops up one day, a couple years later, and you're like, hey, what? Oh, what? I heard that alarm go off every morning at 4.20, 4.30 a.m., and we looked everywhere. We couldn't find it. And they did all this construction work. And if I'm not mistaken, they are definitely, um, they're Paul Flores, and his mother, and also the uh, the father, are all uh, dealing with uh, law- with lawsuits and also uh, criminal charges now. I thought it was gonna be something weird, like she was one of those girls that was living in one of those weird attic crawl spaces or something like that in the house. Dude, it, it just it gives me the, it just it just gives me the creeps, like because we move into places all the time, right? We don't know who's lived there before us sometimes. You know, you you see the people that you buy the house from, or you see the people that you know, you, you rent from, right. And you might've known like somebody used to live there a while ago or something by chance. But a lot of times you move into a property, you don't understand like what the history of the property is. You're not told those things. So like, it just gives me the creeps that like this whole time, there's like this body of this girl, everyone's looking for. And just to hear that beep, everyone got where it's coming from. Right. Mm-hmm. And then turns out like, oh yeah, the mother like totally hit the body. You think that she would have, uh, you live there. And you live there, this is your house. And there's a body buried in, like, next to your house, in your yard. Creepy, right? If you believe in, like, hauntings and shit, too, that just makes it even creepier. So it's like, you'd start hearing uh, that clock even after that, or hear that uh, watch even after the watch died. But that's crazy to me that, you know, somebody that would have went through the time to hide the body in a flower garden wouldn't have taken the time to, like, remove a watch or something, you know? That just seems like a rookie mistake at that point. Well, um, if I'm not mistaken... Look this up real quick. Da, 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 da. Going through Wikipedia, which is, by the way, Wikipedia is a great place if you want to get like basic information. You're not going to find like documents or anything really good. Although you might sometimes, if you scroll to the bottom and look at the resources or like the notations that are at the bottom. But a lot of times, Wikipedia is great to get like the base, you know, like, the base information of something. Uh, so apparently, um, the FBI informed Smart family that her disappearance would be coming. They had information in January 2020. So in January 2020, they tried to solve this and then the pandemic hit. So they had a lot of problems with like uh, confirming everything, but uh, they got search warrants for the trucks and found specific items of evidence. Now the trial has not started yet. The original trial was supposed to start uh, in April of 2020 and then they got it pushed back and then they got pushed back. And so on April 13th, uh, 2021, Paul Flores and his father, Ruben Flores were taken into custody. So they weren't just gonna like, they actually took them into custody and put them in jail because they had enough information. Now, what all that information is, we do not know yet, 
because the trial is now scheduled to, it's supposed to be March, 2022. And it's still, uh, as of, as heard by Judge Jennifer O'Keefe, it's going to be uh, to an undetermined future date. So I think it's weird that they had such a short response to this case, right? Just, ugh, the fact there's someone buried in your flower bed. As someone who spent all day working in the yard, I'm so like sickened and grossed out and creeped out by that. Ugh, ugh, right? But like, <laughs> not only that, but they took forever to like come forth with evidence. We still don't have all the evidence because they're waiting for trial to like put that out. So it's going to be very interesting. Keep your eyes on this case. Uh, but it reminds me a lot of like Gabby Petito and all these other like situations where the police response is always short and the judge in the court takes for freaking ever. They take forever. You think it's a link to something bigger and that's why they try to keep the information quiet? Uh, I definitively think there's something bigger. Not just with this one, with Madeline McCann, with Brittany Drexel, with a lot of these girls that disappear. I think there's something bigger. And the really creepy thing is that like Washington, D.C., has a, a large, a very large amount. We don't even know the actual number because we can't like get actual numbers. Um, a lot of runaways and missing uh, African-American, black, I'm not gonna say that word, black girls go disappear from DC all the time. You and no one talks about it. Linked to one of those things where I, I personally feel like the government makes money off of sex trafficking now instead of drugs. Do you think that's what it all kind of comes down and linked to? Maybe like these well, girls are starting to figure out about it or starting to speak out about it or something? The Mexican cartel's number one cash crop is avocados. Yes, I think they're making money somewhere else. I think it's <laughs> weird that like this border thing is such a big argument with them because if you think about it, anybody who's coming from like Honduras or Belize or which isn't even a bad place. Belize is actually pretty awesome. But like Honduras or Guatemala or any of these other like uh, South American countries that are having issues that are coming over to the border or Mexican, whatever, right? Those people are all future Republicans, if you think about it. They're all going to own a business in like a couple years, if not already, right? And they're definitely against abortion. And they don't particularly care for Black people. Sorry, I'm just saying it. Just a fact. They don't get along. They start gangs about this in like LA. Like legit. Like they're not, they're not BFFs. They don't just get along automatically, mm-hmm. right? Because they're both minorities. So I think it's weird that like if you think about it, anybody who's coming over, right, from Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, through our southern border, right? They're supposed to be getting refugee status. They're all future Republicans. So why are they pushing so hard to continue doing that? Because again, they're going to be opposed. You think that, I mean, either they're racist by thinking that they're stupid and they're they're not going to learn the language quickly, or they have another agenda. Yeah, trying to make money off of them. That's why like Haiti has one of the biggest problems with sex trafficking, but it's kind of ironic how all these elitist islands are right above that. And the fact that the Clintons also had ties to Haiti. So it all kind of interconnects, especially considering that they had ties to Epstein that was all in that area. So it's like all these countries are secretly working together. Like, it, it's not, we're not stupid. It's in the name, hate E. It's in the name. And I mean, and we know, we know, I mean, I don't know if you've done any research into the Simex uh, stuff yet. Into what? C E M E X. The Simex stuff with Haiti. C E M E X. Uh, I haven't yet. Can you explain though? I'd appreciate it. <clears throat> so, the Simex construction company, right, was like putting in like all this like like quick housing for people after the earthquake in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Um, they also got caught. I think it was in 2017. Damn it! I wish I had notes in front of me for that one. Uh, it was 2017 or 2018. Uh, they found what they called like a rape tree, in, outside of Tucson, Arizona, and the rape tree that they found it was horrific. 
just you guys can put that in your search history. <laughs> I say I feel like I've heard of that before somewhere, even if it yeah. wasn't the one in Arizona. I swear I've heard that term before. Well, what's crazy is, is that that happened on a piece of land also owned by Simex. Huh. And and the mayor of uh, of Tucson at the time was freaking, I think it was, a, I gotta look it up. I gotta pull out. I wanna make sure I get everything right. Because I wanna make sure that your people get the best information. Uh, and I wanna make sure that everything's accurate. And the problem is, is that I, I do screenshots for a lot of this stuff because they can take it off the internet at any second. So I end up like, trying to dig through like 513 pictures to try to find like something that has all the facts on it. Cause I don't trust the internet because they change articles. Yeah, you ever, you ever had that come up for you? Constantly. Yeah. Like I was, I've been into like looking up adrenochrome for example, and now there's like a Google main definition for that. And I've noticed just like different words. they changed. Like I'm not trying to necessarily put anybody down, but like the whole co- like definition of body dysmorphia used to be like any kind of issue with your body. But after the whole like trans movement, now it says specifically it's like a weight thing with your body, whether it's like skinny or obese. But like they change definitions all the time to fit narratives, of course. And, you know, to try to fit people's mental illnesses that are trendy at the time. Well, there's two reasons for that. Number one, you know, we've been to the alphabet, right? Ooh. The Phoenicians. You know, what the Phoenicians did. They had the god Baal and Canaan and sacrificed babies to them. Hey, I'm kind of curious now, too. All this sex trafficking that's linked for the United States, do you think it's strictly about money, or do you think it's linked to some, like, or... Uh... I, think it, I think it's religious. I think, I think we're dealing with a religious cult. I mean, there's no other reason that people would just completely throw away any and all, um, you know, here it is, I found the article I was looking for. Uh, people will throw away, like, you know, sort of, like, rationality and logic, and they'll argue, like, oh, yeah, you know, we don't know what a woman is, but we know that it's a woman's right to have an abortion. I'm like, well, you can't have both. Uh, you know, the best example. So the first, first was the alphabet, right? The Phoenicians, baby sacrificing, uh, you know, people to worship Baal. Mm-hmm. Like literally like the, the worst, right? Uh, then the second reason is like words uh, change definition over time. For example, the best word to describe this with is the word welfare. Welfare used to mean uh, taking care of your friends and family and neighbors and caring about their well-being, their welfare, right? Mm-hmm. What does welfare mean now? I'm assuming it's talking more about government assistance type of welfare. They've changed the definition of the word. Dude, you know? There's so much of it. I keep hearing these concepts that people say that if you find old dictionaries, you should buy them and keep them just so you can keep definitions of words. Can you see this? Uh, the CEO of... Ben, yeah, hmm. I, I can partly see it. The CEO of Ben Benfriman El Rothschild. I'll just let you read it. Make it a little bit easier. <laughs> I'm showing him. I'm showing him a screenshot that I took July 27, 2018. Uh, the CEO of Bronfman El Rothschild is Lady Lynn Forrester to Rothschild. She's a member of the Council of Foreign Relations, but she also was connected with this uh, this Simex situation. Uh, she was the chair of the boardman, uh, the chair, yeah, the chair of the board of Bronfman Neil Rothschilds, Matthew Bronfman, one of the heirs of the Seagum Liquor Fortune. The mayor of Tucson at the time was named Jonathan Rothschild, but it's unconfirmed whether or not he's related to the dynastic family. Now, this is in regards to what is this thing doing? Sorry. Uh, this is where Simix, uh, here says right here. I'm just showing, there's another article from AmericanBankingNews.com. Management LP boosted its stake in Simix by 0.3 during the second quarter. Weatherly Asset Management LP notes owns 460, sorry. 
46,503 shares of the construction company stock worth 438,000 after buying an additional 140 shares in the period. The JFS Wealth Advisors, that at point is, it's taken by 2.9%. Uh, JFS Wealth Advisors LLC now owns most of the shares. Rothman EO Rothschild LP boosted its stake in Simix by 3.1% during the first quarter. So that means Simix is owned by a company called Rothman EL Rothschild. And it's run by Lady Lynn Forrester de Rothschild, who's a member of the Council of Foreign Relations. And that is where that tree was found on this property in Tucson. Simix is also, uh, Lena, but this is from bigleadpolitics.com. Uh, Article was from June of 2018. Land, the land was owned by Cynics, a multinational buildings material corporation headquartered in Mexico, is at the center of controversy in Tucson, Arizona, where citizens say they've uncovered a sex trafficking bumper, bunker, which local authorities have refused to examine. After alerting federal, sorry, after alerting local and federal law enforcement of the situation and receiving no help, veterans on patrol rallied local volunteers together to physically dig up the site. VOP has amassed a ground self support and has vowed to keep the uncooperative law enforcement entities out of the site where they conducted private investigation, but also hope to bring cadaver dogs in sites to search the area. So here is, if you can see here, this is an article. Uh, Rothschilds and Nexium cult, sex cult tied to alleged sex trafficking land in Tucson. So that same company, Simix, is the same company that was like in Haiti, hired government contracting to build temporary housing for the people of Haiti after the earthquake. This is the three, the 33 kids that, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name. I had tried to sneak them over the border to the Dominican Republic to traffic them whose parents were still alive, right? And well, and then she went on to run the Amber Alert system. That's what I was going to mention too, is the so, whole yeah. Amber Alert thing too, that the person that runs it had links to trafficking. And on top of that, like I remember constantly my phone go off for Amber Alerts and now it's like nothing. You don't hear shit about Amber Alerts and the problem's higher now than it's ever been at any point. Well, they also have, uh, you know, senior citizens, the silver alerts. Yeah, you see those more than you see. Grandma, grandma, grandma ran off again. We don't know where she is. We're going <laughs> to drag the lake. <laughs> you get silver alerts, too. So if, like, an, old, an elderly person who is, like, having issues, like, escapes from, like, a, a, a nursing home, right, they'll basically uh, put out a silver alert now. You think they try to traffic old people? This is like a weird thought in my mind. Do you think that there's like still like money to be made doing that also, or do you think it's all linked to like occult type things where they're specific? How many times? Kids? How many? T- it doesn't matter because their children are uh, easily uh, attacked and taken advantage of and hurt and and all kinds of awful things because they are helpless. Right? They cannot help. They cannot defend themselves. They're not mentally capable nor physically capable of defending themselves. That makes them a protected uh, age group, right? Mm-hmm. Elderly people are the same way. How many articles do you read in the newspaper where some lady ripped off some old lady, had her living in it, like wasn't feeding her, get, like she's getting bed sores, she dies, she's starved, and somebody pockets her social security check. So of course there is money to be made in this. I don't think that these people who are demonic, who do these things, uh, I don't think that they would have any problem doing the same thing to elderly people. And I think also because the mental capacity is having issues. I mean, there's a reason that you think, okay, I did paranormal investigation for like three and a half years, right? And that's very scientific about it. Uh, and I'll be the first one to tell you, like, there's a lot of BS out there. Like, there's a lot of people that are full of crap. But like one of the places hunters. that we said, well, well, where do they also go? There's a lot of activity at places that are former mental hospitals, mm. former jails. 
but how many like one of the one of the biggest like groups of people that tell me ghost stories are nurses in children's cancer wards like jimmy savile stuff that's children's what i was about wards. to say jimmy savile with those fucking you you take care you take advantage of the kids that even if they said anything nobody's gonna believe them the other group the other like group of like that nurses say they see like crazy stuff in is uh geriatric wards for uh, not autism, excuse me um alzheimer's and um dementia you find a lot of activity in dementia wards and hospitals a lot it's all that people keep keeping everybody quiet because that's what it, i wanted to mention too even with the masks they're pushing that shit so hard for kids because think about how easy it is to traffic a kid with a mask but look what they did when retirement homes they locked them up and let them die alone yeah literally when who who are yeah, they protecting? That was supposed to be the ones they're protecting. So if they're already going to pass away by themselves, you think at that point it'd be kind of just be free range, like, yes, come in and see your relatives, you know? If these dark things, right, these dark entities, if they're interested in basically like using us uh as uh, you know, they are bad our bad emotions, our evil emotions, our our our, our negative thoughts, right? If they're if they use people for that and we know. That there's people that they're like, I have a ghost in my house. Her name is Carol. She lives in the attic and plays with Jackson. And I'm like, dude, you got a parasite. That is a freaking tapeworm. You need to get rid of that. Like that is sucking your energy out. You're going to get divorced. And they always end up getting divorced or someone ends up in a hospital. Something crazy always ends up happening on the property or to those people. And that's because like, not because it's a ghost or not because it's a demon that's like able to like, push someone on a flight of stairs or whatever. It's because like that thing is literally like sucking and living off of your negative entity, your, neg- your negative energy. It, it, it eats your negativity. It loves your negativity. It wants you to be upset. It wants you to be angry. And it wants you to think that you need to protect it so it can keep doing that to you and try to like sneaky about it. Uh, because they're not like pushing down a flat of stairs or just whispering things in your ear. And after a while, you start to believe that. Like the, the, the part where you like right, right before you go to sleep, you know, where you're like kind of in and out. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a great time to mess with people. That's why people have things like, um, uh, God, my brain is so broken tonight. I'm, I was out in the sun all day. I'm sorry about that. I'm a little bit sunburned. <laughs> Get exhausted. My brain is like, no. No, 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 hundred percent. Right. I was gonna say it reminds um, me of that sleep paralysis type concept. That's what you're trying to get at with like the. Yeah. Yes. That I mean, that's 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 exactly what it is. They're they're making they're literally terrifying you, right? And sucking off that energy. And I think that the same thing is true with elderly people, like that had to die alone. They they are there by themselves. They live in ab- complete abject fear. They have nothing but the TV. Right, because they, they literally separated them from everybody else too. So it wasn't like they could go play bridge with their friends. You know? What they did was horrific. Oh yeah. And I mean, the other thing I was gonna ask too, just from like your research, like do you think that these are like people? Do you think they're people that think they're above everybody, or do you think it kind of goes into like the whole reptilian concept that people talk about? Or I think I don't think there's actually like lizard people, but I do believe that there are dark things that you'll see something out of the corner of your eye. You know, or you just get a bad feeling when you're somewhere, or you'll you'll like feel anxious for no reason. Uh, you know, just things like that. Just just or like you feel like something's gonna like it. it you can feel it. You can literally like feel it. And I, it's hard to describe how you actually feel because it's either something you experience or something you never experienced. And I'm pretty sure everyone has a ghost story. Everyone has a bad juju moment. Everyone does. And I think that that these things. I think that they use uh, children to set up a shop so they can have a place to control society with a body because they don't have a body. 
Do you think that's where the shadow people kind of concept comes into? Because I have like shadow people stories from when I was a kid where just quick little background to it. But like as a kid, I used to get, uh, I I used to like dream travel. That I guess is a good way to explain it where I'd like see myself sleeping when I was sleeping. And then when I wake up, I'd get sleep paralysis. And as a kid, it wasn't anything dark. But as a teenager, I always had like the, that weird feeling of like shadow people like watching me. So do you think that that has like a link into all that? Like maybe like these dark forces that we're worried about are actually these like shadow people that everybody talks about? I really do. I really do. And I, th- I think that like when, okay. So that when the Bible talks about like how God, you know, uh, told these things that, you know, were not of him, that they would be stricken from his presence and that they would be, they'd have to crawl on the earth, things like that. I'm like, dude, that's exactly what these shadow people do. They crawl along the earth. Unless they're a hat man. It's a different kind of shadow person. you got your shadow people, like your standard shadow people, and then you've got something that's called a hat man, which is a specific type of, of a shadow person. And they, they actually are taller, and they look like they're wearing a hat, like that's a top hat. Energy vampires. That's the best way to describe them. Yes. And that's, that's what the crazy thing is. It's like there's so many people that because they're vulnerable, because they try to dig into the dark, and they open up doors they don't know how to freaking shut, right? They're not being careful because they're not – I mean, they like being scared, so they want to be afraid. So they're inviting these things in. Like, I don't watch horror movies in my house. Won't do it. Can't pay me enough. I do. If I'm having this conversation right now for my garage because I won't even bring this stuff in the house. I won't bring my notebooks. I won't bring my research. I have a filing cabinet out here. I got like my. I always do my, my podcast in my garage. I even do like Twitter Spaces. Anything I do, anything I do that has to do with that, I watch in my garage. I had to watch uh, Megan Fox's movie uh, Jennifer's Body for research. That's a uh, which you haven't seen that one. <laughs> well, you know, she drinks blood now, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> her eight mile, whatever like her name is. Her eight mile tennis shoes. I don't know what his name is, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Gun, machine gun squirt gun. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Who cares? Uh, loser. Not, 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 gonna, not gonna work here anymore, anyways. Uh, that guy. Uh, I had to watch that movie, and I wouldn't. I did it in my garage. I wouldn't even like watch it in the house. I, I do not bring anything forward related into my home not because i'm worried or because i'm not strong enough to handle it but i have a nine-year-old and i don't want anything bothering him you know i gotta protect him because it's like if it's something that you can only see out of the corner of your eye you know it's it's something that you can only like feel sometimes even right i really do think that these things i think that they wanted more than anything in the world i mean think about that if you had to live in a house with a whole bunch of people and those people couldn't see you or hear you right what People think are ghosts, right? Imagine how that would feel not to have a body, to not have any influence on your environment, to not have any influence, to not have not be able to talk to people, not be able to like interact, not be able to do the things that bring you joy, which are really sick and disturbing to us, but totally what makes them happy. The things they find happiness in are not the same things we find happiness in. So it's easy to say like lizard people, right? Mm-hmm. But what this really is, is I think that there's a lot of people walking around that are meat puppets for something dark, that has taken up residence and is pulling all the strings. Well, let me ask you this from my personal experience. Well, one thing I had to mention first is that I kind of, I agree with your concept about doing things in the garage. And weirdly enough, I've been into this whole idea of just since I've been like more of a truth podcaster, trying to like find ways of protection. So my girlfriend likes to antique. So when I do that, I kind of like find random items that go with me. And whenever I do, like, it's kind of- Don't worry about that. I was gonna say, they're, they're like- they're usually like weird, like protection gods and stuff like that. Just these cool little figures I find. But anyways, the other connection I was trying to get into, if you have any experience on it, just because I'm curious, when I used to have those experiences back when I was a teenager, I used to see green eyes. Do you know if there's any weird correlation that you've noticed between like the shadow figures and like possibly ones with green eyes? 
I mean, I've got green eyes, so <laughs> just saying. Like green, green, like no. bright colored green. No, I mean, maybe you, maybe you could just see something that other people can't see because you're on a different level. Uh, I don't know what happened to you when you were a kid, but when did you first start having sleep paralysis? Uh, honestly, earlier than I can remember. I just remember having it when I was really young. Oh, same and it, here. If anything, it may have happened when my parents got divorced. So that was probably around when I was four, which again would be another negative emotion that happened. So that would make sense for that kind of shit to happen. But at first it wasn't dark. But when I got to be a teenager where it was like that awkward, like trying to find your place and experimenting with drugs, that's when everything got like really, really dark for a while, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what happens a lot to people. Uh, one of the dumbest things that you can do is become a slave to alcohol and drugs because then uh, even if you want to like participate in the truth community, uh, it's going to be easy to like kill you. It's going to be easy to get rid of you. It's going to be easy to disenfranchise you for your opinions. You know, you have to like kind of have to walk a bit of a line. You have to behave yourself because if you don't, like you not only let dark things in, but on top of that, like you're going to discredit yourself to your community and like they'll, they'll use those things against you to, to destroy you. Yeah, it's a good thing that I got out of that stuff then because I was a bad alcoholic and I almost lost my family over it. So I've been sober now for going on probably like five years. Um, psychedelics here and there. But weirdly enough, the more I've gotten into this community, the less I felt a need for it where I just like being like straight sober minded. So like I'm normally a big weed smoker and I haven't even been smoking that much weed because I just feel like it's kind of weird. Like when I smoke weed, I question myself more. So then when I don't smoke weed, I'm like, why was I ever questioning myself in the first place? So it's kind of weird that my sober mind is like, no, these conspiracies aren't conspiracies. But my high mind is like, oh, they're just conspiracies. And then that gets into a whole other thing. And it's like, why are they legalizing weed now? Why the hell is it getting so strong? They're trying to make people docile and not want to like follow certain concepts because it scares them too much because they're just trying to be happy and stoned, you know? I think that the green eyed thing, going back to that, I think that maybe because you had those experiences when you were a kid it kind of connected you to the other side of things, uh, which I don't think that there's like, sometimes I can think this is hell. I mean, kids with cancer and like the stuff that goes on with like children and like fucking like just all the evil in the world. Like, dude, I, sometimes I think this is hell. I really don't think that there's like a place that we go where there's like, which a lot of people want to disagree with me. I'm a, I'm a Christian, but I was just saying I'm not a Christian, I'm a follower of Christ because like, like I don't believe half the stuff that they believe. But then again, I know how to research the Bible and I look into the thing way more than they do. So I know like, dude, the best job in the world to be a weatherman where you're wrong 50% of the time is to be a pastor. Because all you have to do is work for like 45 minutes a week and you make bank. They got like Yeezys on and like don't change Gabbana suit. Like, dude, they got they got it made, you know? And like, we don't know where all that money goes. And even if they declare it, like it's a problem. So like, for me, I think that, that, that it's not in, in any pastor's interest to actually teach you about where the Bible comes from because that's their bread and butter. Now, don't get me wrong. There's, there's a lot of churches that do, but uh, the big ones, nah, they're, they're more concerned about like you raising your hands like it's a roller coaster and having people come on down to the front of the church and like rededicate their life because you know God's standing around with an eraser being like Susan wore a red dress to church last Sunday. She's out the book. That's it. She's out the book of life. She's not going to heaven. She, Susan's done. And then Susan comes down and it's like, uh, but I rededicated my life to Christ. And I took communion or whatever. I drank blood and ate flesh. So therefore, like I'm back in, right? Oh, Susan, yeah, nope, nope, stop right there. You gotta put her right back in. She, she recommitted her life to Christ. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, I don't think God operates like that. I mean, if, if Jesus died for our sins, it's not like he's going to undie. He's not going to be a zombie because Susan wore a red dress to church or because you had sex before you were married. It's so stupid. Like the, the, the judgment. And the, again, my dad used to say when I was a kid, he's a Southern Baptist minister. He said that one person you can't you can count on that's going to go to church every single Sunday is going to be the devil. And he's going to sit there and he's going to like try and make it difficult for everyone. People don't go to church to get saved. They go to church because they're lost. Honestly, yeah. And they try to do this whole thing at church, too, where they purposely will read one Bible verse, and then they'll kind of do their own adaptation of it to try to make it seem like 
normal people can't just read the Bible and make up their own decisions. And I've always oh, questioned well, the fact that they took out well, they, the book of Enoch. You couldn't read, you couldn't read for 1,500 years. They were teaching by iconography, mm-hmm. you know? And think about that. Like, in the Catholic Church, like, I'm going to go step into a booth, and I'm going to tell somebody all of my secrets. So if they molest my kid, I can't say anything about it. And that's how they get away with that kind of shit in the church. They try to find the gray areas within the book. And I mean, just on top of that, just taking out the book of Enoch, think about, I feel like there's more important information in that than in the majority of the fucking Bible. And there's a reason what why they the point? it out. What is the purpose of having the Ten Commandments, right? If all this other stuff counts. What is the purpose of Jesus dying and the curtain being torn and the world changing if all these things, these other things that were written in the Old Testament matter? This matters, but that doesn't matter. This, like, I mean, especially the, the hatred against like people for being gay. Um, you know, it, what has happened is now, and because we can't just accept people for who they are, now it's become this perverse thing where like to lead a conversation, like someone would be like, I'm Michael and I like to put my penis in other dudes' butts. Like that's the first thing that he tells you about himself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, what about like your favorite book or, or what you, like you're doing all this charity work, you're a teacher. Like you, there's all this other amazing stuff that you could introduce yourself with. But that's the first thing that you tell me about you is where you like to put your penis. Mm-hmm. That, that's a problem but it can't and it would never have been way, that though. way if it weren't for like if it weren't for the hatred and the bullshit that went on you, because church has a couple verses in the bible that gives them to right to make someone the other i think it was really just shade being thrown on gay people so that priests can get away with their nonsense look there I, not here sliding in shit honestly though too but, just looking at the way that the the religion's written where you're supposed to understand that everything that's been created was for a reason and god did that for reasons, so like, and, why are you gonna the, hate the Phoenicians? And, and the Phoenicians who sacrificed babies to Baal are the ones that invented the concept of the alphabet, right? And we just talked about earlier about how words change meaning over time. I, when I talk about the Bible, and I'm gonna get back to the green eyes thing, I make myself a note because I'm gonna, I'm gonna go deeper into that in a minute. So we're just gonna bounce around, and if you guys don't like it, well, I'm frantic, so we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> hey, the, if it's the, if it's the show though, this is all about an open conversation, so we can get to know each other and discuss ideas. So it's okay if it bounces around. The, the listeners Dude. are used to it. <laughs> Here's the deal: uh, you've seen the movie Goodfellas, right? Yeah. Okay. In Goodfellas, there's this scene, and it's awesome. It is Martin Scorsese's actual mother plays Tommy's mother, and they got the guy in the trunk, and they go to borrow a shovel. They went to go take the shovel, but he says, "Ah, ma, you know, I just I came to borrow a shovel." right? She's like, let me feed you. Have you eaten? You know? And it's like Martin Scorsese's actual mother plays Tommy's mom, right? And they're sitting at the table. And on one side of the table is the Irish guys, right? Tommy and Jimmy. On the other side of the, I'm sorry, uh, Henry and Jimmy. On the other side of the table is Tommy and his mother, who are Sicilian and Italian. And Tommy's going to be able to get made, right? Mm-hmm. And they have this conversation where uh, the Martin Scorsese's mom, she says, you're a funny guy. You remind me of somebody. And then she, she starts to tell a joke and she goes, "Never mind. It's funnier in Italian, which tells you a lot of things about this scene. Number one, the Irish guys are on one side. The Sicilians are on the other. There's a table and then there's food. I think that brings people together usually. But there's that table that separates them. That's an interesting point. Then there's the concept of like, she's bringing up how there's something that's funnier in Italian. What does that mean? There's a reason that we speak the same language as the Brits, but we have a completely different sense of humor. British humor is different than American humor. It's very different. Australian very humor is different than British humor. Really dirty. Well, it's just it's just different. Like like oh, our no. jokes, the way we word jokes, our our person, like it's our languages are different, even though it's the same language, right? Like garage so and you, garage, same word spelt the same, pronounced totally fucking different. 
something that is funny in Italian, right, isn't going to be funny when you try to say it in English, because there's context, there's 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 history, there's sociological like reasons, uh, things that these people have been through as a group. Uh, you know, one word to one group of people means something to another group of people. Words are malleable. You know, they're able to be changed, and they are changed. So when you've got a Bible, right, that is translated from Hebrew, uh, Aramaic, and Greek, right, into German, English, I think it, it went, then it was translated, Martin Luther translated into German, then the English people translated it from German to English, right, and then there's Latin, and then they translated stuff from Latin, so that's why you have a bunch of different versions of the Bible, and there's words like, the camp, like there's literally there's rabbis that live in Jerusalem that sit around all day every day discussing the spaces between the characters in the in the Hebrew Bible in the Torah and the Talmud because it's it's copied by a scribe which literally means to it's copied exactly mm-hmm. the scribe at the bottom of the page if he makes a flub that they hand write them all by the way they have a ceremony that they do where they dance and like carry the 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 uh, the, the new copy of the Torah to their they're because uh, they've got like a special closet to keep them in and everything. The way that the, the Jews p- treat their 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 sacred texts is very interesting, and I don't think a lot of people who aren't Jewish don't realize this that they have like a special closet the Torah is held in. That they have this ceremony where like everybody like walks and dances and sings and like like celebrates it being walked to the church as like being now put into their library and the way it's treated so sacredly. And if, if someone's a scribe and they're copying it, which is all done by hand, by the way. Uh, they hand they're hand copying it and they make any mistake. They either make a note at the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's like a little, like just a little bit of a squiggle off. They make a note at the bottom, or if it's if it's egregious enough, they completely trash the whole thing and start over. That's how sacred the text is. But it's, here's the thing: the same words that Hebrew mean now are the same words that Hebrew meant then. Nothing has changed. That's why they go to Hebrew school. That's why kids go to Greek school too, though. You mm-hmm. know. And the reason why is because it's, it's, it's in tradition to, because if you change the language, right, you're going to lose the joke. You're okay. going to lose the humor. You're going to lose the meaning of things. The word's going to change. And it's going to change from person to person. So there's a lot of things that you look up, like the Hebrew meaning of it. For example, uh, you know, when they talk about Satan in the Garden of Eden, right? Mm-hmm. It actually just, it's not a snake. It means the burning. Like it got translated differently. You know? There's a bunch there, of shit. The camel through the eye of a needle. It's not what you think it is. And King James, the same guy that like, they're like, oh, yeah, oh, Willie Shakes, King James, right? He, he, it's, it's supposed like that Willie Shakes, if he was a real person, uh, helped uh, write the, uh, the King James Bible. That same dude wrote a book called Demonology that was the reason for all these women being burnt at the stake. So the guy that, the guy that hands you this Bible that is so special that my father will literally like, we go round and round and round. He will argue with me all day long that it's the best. It's the only one you can trust. Blah, 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 blah. And my pop, dude, there was two canonizations of the Bible. There was the Council of Nicaea, which everyone's aware of. There was also the Council of Ten, which a lot of people aren't aware of. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fuckery that goes on there. I mean, there's a, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you can go online and you can look up the, uh, the, the, the Apocrypha and the Deuteronomy, which is like all the books that uh, didn't make the cut, right? Book of Enoch being one of them. There's the Bible in Ethiopia. It's different than the Bible. You know what I mean? Like the, the Catholic Bible is different than the Christian Bible, the Protestant Bible. Like all these differences, right? Give a million different ways for something to be interpreted. Dude, I have and like it, 10 different versions of the Bible in my bedroom. I just picked up a Masonic Bible the other day and it's set up totally different. You're married, right? I'm not married, but I've been with my girl for 10 years though. So you can't talk to me that way. It's just too sexy. 
Oh, yeah. Too beaucoup. You can't show your hair either because what was what was the whole thing with hair is that uh, the amount of semen that could theoretically be in it was like enticing or something like that. So that was where the whole idea of like cover up your hair came in with religions because it was misconceived through the what time. What kind of port? Yeah, it's, it's like, what is this, Pornhub? Yeah. Like, calm it was- down. <laughs> it, it, again, again, there, there's so many like there, when you understand the culture, when you, un- you have to you, you can't just look at the words. Mm-hmm. You have to understand the political environment the cultural significance of it. You have to understand all the details because until you do, you're not going to get the context. And now it's funny you're an Italian and you're missing that this thing is the cultural divide. It's not the words that keep us separated. It's the jokes. Let's be honest. Think about how many jokes could be in the Bible theoretically that somebody wrote from the beginning. Oh, as it's a full joke, of jokes. But people take that, it seriously. That is a very good thing to humor. Because... <laughs> Because remember, people that can create usually make the best jokes, right? God has an amazing <laughs> sense of humor. Look at the platypus. <laughs> That's true. It sweats. It sweats milk, right? Dude, even the immortal jellyfish. Think about how, how twisted that is. That it's like people yeah. go their whole life trying to figure out how to do immortality. But the thing that on this planet that has immortality is the thing that could care less about having immortality. Yeah. kind of exists. Dude, jellyfish, <laughs> jellyfish don't have babies. Jellyfish don't lay eggs. Jellyfish do this thing called blooming it's disgusting but also jellyfish can survive in space did you know that i did not know that actually oh yeah matter of fact like one of the things that creeped me out and i i've been trying so hard to find i don't know what happened to them and i will find them i'm making it myself I actually do that later to look at those pictures but there are these creepy like blobs that are taken by like space like satellites and all mm-hmm. and it looks like freaking space it looks like a jellyfish I'm like maybe there are space jellyfish they survive in other extremely extreme conditions we could be surrounded by life, not even realize it. Like, have you seen the, the or heard of the color? Was it what is it? The color out of space or whatever the H.P. Lovecraft thing, where it's like the extraterrestrials aren't even necessarily like a physical extraterrestrial. They like move within light. Like, who's to say the we're not surrounded us. by them? The aliens, the aliens are us. The aliens are us. The aliens are us. Yeah, I actually had the aliens a are us. UFO contactee that came on our show. They came on my show and was saying that. Uh, she has, has like regular contact and pretty much my eyes, said that. My eyes just rolled out my head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, 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 back in. it was kind of fitting though. Cause she said that uh, pretty much what she heard was that we all started off from the same base point, but we adapted pretty much to live on this planet where these ex- things that we view as the extraterrestrials are us, but they just adapted to living in space, which would theoretically makes sense because your body would be a lot different in space than it would be on a planet with like gravity and just all the different things pulling down on you. I mean, no, I don't think that's it. Uh, if you look at like, there was an article that even like Joe Rogan brought up, which is a very popular article where it showed uh, what we would look like in like 10,000 years mm-hmm. and our eyes were huge and our mouths were smaller. And you look at all the gender bending stuff going on now. I think it's definite worship, but you know, let's just consider, let's <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that at some other point. But um, literally like, these aliens, right, they never have genitalia. They don't wear clothes. They don't have dicks. You're not like, oh, it was the biggest alien dick I've ever seen. No one ever says that, right? They're always genderless, right? And then when you look at the thing, like the, 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 the sorry, I'm being going to be crude. I am a lady. I'm holding my pinky up this whole time, I swear. I talk <laughs> about this gross stuff. But the reason that they're anal probing people is because they don't realize that, like, think about it. Like, your genitals might disappear but you're still gonna need to exude waste from your body. Mm-hmm. So you're still gonna have a butthole. Aliens probably still have a butthole, right? Mm-hmm. 
but they, they don't have penises and vaginas because I think that at some point, not too far in the future, they're going to start cloning people. And here's the thing about a, a clone. It's a copy, right? How many times can you make a copy on a Xerox machine at school before you can't read what the hell it is anymore? How many times at school would you like, take one, pass it back? And you're like, what is this gobbledygook? Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's all like, it screens up, it's all black. And you're like, mom, I think that we need to get better copies. Like, the teacher's like, nah. Like, because it's a copy of 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 a copy. Of a copy. What's that, uh, what's so, that movie called with Val Kilmer too, where, or not, is it Val Kilmer? Who am I thinking of? The guy who plays Beetlejuice. But, uh, like, you make uh, a copy of a clone of a clone of a clone, and then you end up getting, like, the Michael one. That, Keaton. That's Michael it, Keaton. Yep. Where they're, they're all different variations. Yep, that's the movie. Yes. You're going to end up, you're going to end up with, with TARDS, mm-hmm. right? So, if we start participating in cloning, which we already know that they're messing with already, right? They're doing sheep in the 90s. They're dogs. already doing people. Barbara Streisand's dogs are cloned. But here's what they don't tell you about cloning is. They have a lot of things that don't make it as viable, which means your dog is going to be mentally challenged. Your dog's going to have an extra eye. There's a lot of things that go on with that that don't turn out perfect. They don't talk about that because they don't want to, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of issues that come with that. So if you take a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, right? And we're saying right now, we're already having this argument where gender doesn't matter. You can be a lamp if that's what you want to be, right? I identify as a lamp. You know, it's a matter of opinion. I don't agree with it, but... <laughs> So what makes you think? So what makes you think for one second that if we go to this this AI, you know, uh, you know, multiverse, you know, what's it called, Decentraland VR reality, right? And we have sex robots. What makes you think anymore that sex isn't going to be like something that's gross and debasing, which it already is, and that it's already been established that sex is gross and debasing, which from religion. But what's I mean, crazy is that with OnlyFans too, because they're pushing people away from it, trying to think. Like most people think that that's like gross how far that shit's getting too. So it's kind of already creating like a whole new thing with it too. That's just because it's crazy. Like how, how people don't have children and people don't like that have all this money want to tell you what to do with yours, mm-hmm. you know? And it's the same thing with OnlyFans. Like don't tell anybody, dude, I don't care what somebody does with their life. I just don't want to see it. I don't, I don't care if you want to be a lamp. I don't care if you're, you know, by non-conforming. I don't, I, I don't care about any of that stuff. Just don't make out in public because I, I get grossed up with straight people to make out in public. I think it's, I think it takes away the intimacy. We've removed intimacy from sex, which makes it pretty much meaningless except for pro- procreation or like getting off, right? Which is very like, I don't think that should be the most important thing. Sex really, the most important thing about sex is intimacy. It's being literally connecting, literally being connected with another person. Mm-hmm. And sharing space and time with the person and, and skin to skin. The same thing you do with a baby and attachment. Yeah. And the same thing's true with relationships. That's why I think a lot of women have problems with like getting attached to people way too soon because they slept with people way too soon. And they, it, that skin to skin attachment that you would have with a baby, if, especially if you're trying to make a baby, which is what we biologically did for a long time. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that that's going to create like something they can't get out of. I think these clone things, I think they're going to remove gender as a science as an experiment or they're going to think of it as the base i mean the romans thought tiny peepees were awesome mm. they thought it was gross to have a big ding dong and the reason why because not just because they're not michelle obama but on top of that it was because, <laughs> right it's sweatpants season ladies um <laughs> and i wear them gray ones <laughs> yeah exactly gray sweatpants season that's right uh ooh, gross uh, but the thing was is because because having like having a large you know downstairs mix-up uh, was considered to be uh, a, a sign of you being barbaric. You know? See, and that's kind of where that's we're why all- now, where there's not as much uh, masculine energy 
and we're lo- we're demonizing masculine energy because we're just trying to push away from that whole concept. And I go uh, into the whole theory with that too, that they're trying to get into cloning and no genders so that then they can also be selective on who can raise what kid. And also if the government's creating you, then you're viewing them like your parent. And then again, you just have more control over people. At what point, at what point do we run into an issue, we run into a wall where the DNA for the cloning which people depend on to survive is no longer viable. Wouldn't you think that if time manipulation was possible, they would stop, they would, do, they would pull out all the stuff, do whatever it took to try and find a way to make time travel possible. And I mean, we see how quickly technology is, is moving forward. Someone's going to figure it out. And, and especially if there's a crunch where they have to figure it out for the survival of America, for survival of species, they're going to like, that time crunch, they're going to do whatever it takes to make that happen. So right? you think the extraterrestrials so, are people from the future? I'm getting there. <laughs> so now the cloning is no longer working. We're dealing with, you know, brownie monsters from Aqua Chinagra Forest, you know, that are out of control. Our DNA is, is clearly deteriorating. I think people would probably live to be a much longer period of time. Uh, I think that people won't have genitals. You know, I think that our eyes will be bigger because all we do is look at screens. And our mouths will be smaller because we don't use them because you're looking things like that. So if you ran into a DNA wall when it comes to cloning, right, what would you do if you were able to, to manipulate time? The first thing you would do is go back and figure out, A, where we came from. And then you'd be extremely interested in trying to figure out how we reproduced and how to be able to do that for yourselves. That's why they're getting anal probe, dude. It's because they're like, they don't understand. They don't understand a lot about how we reproduce. That's where you're going to find animals that are stripped and, and taken apart. That's why you're going to find them going after people that tend to have the most sex trailer parks. Dude, that's just like a whole connection. That I never, like I put part of that together, but that's like a whole other part that I didn't start connecting was the whole part with like the trailer parks and things like that too. Think about that. Hmm. They're, they're, they want to know. So if you don't have, you don't have, you know, a pee pee, you don't have a vagina. They're going to put it in your butt, dude. Because that's the one thing that they still have. It makes a lot of sense if you think about it that way. And it explains why people are disappearing. Because they're probably trying to reproduce people. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I could try to try to reproduce. Aliens are us. The population, yeah. That, that's kind of the one I've been gearing towards lately, too, is that they're us from the future. Because I don't think, like, the way technology is advancing. And on top of that, too, like, think about how much stuff there is with, like, all these ancient cultures. Like, who's to say that it wasn't just, like, a certain time and point that we had to figure out time travel? And we just try to go back and like correct the human race. But, you know, it's one of those things that it just repeats itself because it's already been done. Because theoretically, like the way I view time travel is that, you know, you try to go back in the past and change something, but that thing's already been changed. So things are already how they're going to turn out. There are a lot, a lot of peer reviewed papers that state all time exists at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I say all the time, like, I don't think ghosts are dead people. I think that they are, you know, time space travelers like they are traveling through dimensionality uh, i believe that ghosts when you see a full body apparition which is awesome because you can't ever catch them on camera and if someone does most of the time it's pretty to be a fake because you can't catch something that's in a different time on your camera that was invented now the same way the time machine works right you can only go back to when the time machine was first like were originally invented you cannot like when, when they invent a time machine for real though nothing's going to matter anymore copyright's going to be gone Everything, everything is, everything, all time is now going to be accessible. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to really change our 
our mindsets, our bodies, everything. And I think that that's a, probably a disaster we're going to have to deal with in the future. But a time machine can only go back to the time at the point it was invented. It can never go forward, like in the way a lot of like people describe it, right? There's something else they have to like add into that, which is like time and space. And then there's also the sixth and seventh dimension. So when we talk about something being like seventh dimensional or sixth dimensional or Bigfoot being like something that is like a higher from a higher dimensional concept, then it starts to make sense mm-hmm. because you go, oh, we're not dealing with aliens that are traveling through space because that's the way we think of time. We're dealing with things that are traveling through all the different multiple realities that exist at the same time. Like if I cut my hair right now, right, to above my shoulders, mm-hmm. right, and then I go back and I don't cut my hair, that's going to be a different reality. Yeah, because you're right? creating a split. I'm going to, okay, if you guys didn't think I was crazy before, anybody who listens to this, if you didn't think I was crazy before, you're definitely going to go crazy after this. You won't, but they might. <laughs> hey, I'm hoping um, that the people thing. listening are open-minded, so I'm sure they'll be <laughs> just as down for this as I am. <laughs> I, uh, I, I experienced, and I've had this my whole life. Um, you ever had, like, a lot of people experience deja vu, the feeling you've done something before. And there's a lot of arguments and a lot of scientific, like, back and forth about what deja vu is, whether or not it's your brain, like, filing and, like, you know, refragmenting or whatever when you sleep. Uh, I think that, that deja vu isn't the only vu that we have because I have something, I just call it deja entendu, for lack of a better way to describe it. And it's basically the feeling that I've done something and a whole different reality plays out in a split second. And I see a whole nother timeline that happens literally in my mind in like a split second. For example, if I go to a stop sign, right? And I take a left, right? Everything's fine. But in my mind, I have a, a split second where a whole nother reality plays out where I take a right and something horrible happens like my dog dies. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's crazy. That like that one thing leads to a, a bunch of other things that leads to a thing. And like my dog dies. It's always something bad. Or like, you know, uh, you know I, I get in a car accident or, you know, uh, like my house burns down. It's always something really bad. But in it, for a split second, I see this whole other reality like that play out. Before my car's even finished making the turn, a whole other reality is just played out in my head. And I know it sounds crazy, but like, I feel like my whole life I've been led, you know, not just to do what I'm doing right now, but I've been led like away from things that could be horrible. And I think that 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 the things that are dark in this world have tried to come in my whole life. Well, if they say that we, uh, there's infinite possibilities of dimensions, do you think that that can theoretically be when dimensions are created is in moments like that? There's a split and then your consciousness just follows into this one? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm still in this reality. I got to ask. I could have been. About the. uh, I could have been in another reality, but my consciousness exists in this one. See, I, I, I've had a couple of weird dreams, and I got to ask you about this thing too. I had this one specific dream where I don't even know for sure if it was a dream. It was one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had in my life. Like, I'm not a very emotional guy, but I went to sleep and I kept the best way to describe it is like dimension hopping, where I was trying to get back to my girlfriend, but every single time I found her, she was different. And then I would go to sleep in that place and wake up, and I'd be in another one. And it continued on for what felt like forever. And then I finally got back, and it was like so emotional when I got back. It was just like, it, it felt so real. I've never had a more real feeling dream in my life. But ever since then, I've noticed that like when it comes to like things like the Mandela effect, that I seem to be on the side that always ends up being wrong now, even though I distinctly remember a lot of shit. Like, for example, the Curious George having a tail thing. I remember having a stuffed one as a kid that I would spin by its tail specifically. So I know that that tail was there. But like, where, where do you think that that connection comes into? Do you think that it may also have to do with things like CERN 
and that they're splash they're clashing particles together. So now it's creating splits like that where we can see and perceive other dimensions, and that's kind of where that feeling comes from that you can that you get too. Now I had that since I was a kid, and I think we went through distinct change in 2012. Remember when they said the world was going to end? So you could, I don't know, buy lawn furniture and like patio furniture and like you wouldn't have to pay off your, to the furniture place until after 2021 or sorry, 2012. And a lot of people were like, oh, I got this figured out. The world's going to end. I'm at least going to have a nice patio to sit on. I did that. And uh, <laughs> it was like a finance thing. And I was like, I was like, the world's going to end. You know, I'm, I'm buying patio furniture. Uh, probably not a sober decision that I made. But it was hilarious because, like, uh, not only did the world not end, but on top of that, like, a hurricane destroyed all my furniture and I still had to pay it off. So good times. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think that there was, we, we went through a distinct change in 2012. Uh, I think that's when uh, a lot of the, the infighting started to happen between the alphabet agencies. Uh, you saw that ramp up. Uh, you saw, uh, you know, Benghazi, you, you saw, like, all this stuff. Uh, that's happened. when virtual reality came out to the public more too, is in 2012, because that's been another thing I've always questioned since then too. And when and when when was CERN created? Uh, what was that? 2012 also. But wasn't there also a uh, hard? I think that, that wasn't when they started building it, but I think that's when they got it up and they started running the large hazard collider. Weren't they trying to make one in the United States that was supposed to be bigger than that, and they supposedly filled it filled it in with concrete, but they could have just you know you know the government moved it to another location, so they could have been doing this they shit couldn't. earlier. They couldn't do that here because they spiritually, they couldn't do that. It wouldn't be allowed spiritually. Uh, the reason that they're able to do that in Germany uh, is because uh, the Rothschild Black Forest uh, stuff. There was, there, was, there, was, there was something that prepared that area for that to go there. Uh, and I'm talking about like spiritual, uh, like sacrifices, things like that. Uh, they, you know, they, did you see the weird CERN uh, ceremony that they went through? Oh, I don't know if I've, I've seen a couple of them, but I don't, I don't know which one. You're Write that down. Get out of pennies. Yeah, I already like got it right here. You need to look up the CERN and like when they opened CERN, the ceremony that went on because it's freaking creepy. So what's also I wanted to ask too, what's like the connection to like our area that they couldn't do it here? Like what's what makes it so special that they had to like prepare another area somewhere else? I mean, it's the same, same reason that like, the rest of the world has like no guns and like is getting stomped by their government and we're still free. There's a, there's a gun on every blade of grass and God we trust. Like there's a reason that there's like all this, the ceremonies they went on when they built Washington to make it special and sacred so they can do awful creepy things there and like make that area. It's not even like considered like as part of the United States. Like it's, it's, it's not a state. It's, it's a special like place. Mm-hmm. It's set aside for this. And it, it's, it's very hard to explain. Look at all but, the symbology within the monuments there. That's, that's just not really the prime thing to look at, just how much weirdness there is with that. We, we are in a special place. America is, United States of America is somehow a special place that's set apart from the rest of the world. And I don't know why that is. I think that's to be written still. You but think there's, there's a, a lot. probability that we might be able to do the stand-up because of it being a special area, that this might be the place where everything can actually change? You said stand up, and my mind went like, "I'm like, how did you know? Did I tell you about the comedy?" <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, it, December twenty first, twenty twelve. An article came out from uh, Home Magazine discussing how it's been an important year for CERN. Literally December twenty first, which is Saturnalia, right? And uh, on July fourth, Atlas and CMT co- collaborations announced that they both observed a new particle consistent with the long sought Higgs boson. That's July fourth, twenty twelve. 
<laughs> Atlas and CMS collaborations announced they had found and observed a new particle consistent with long, long sought Higgs boson. July 4th. Isn't that interesting? Uh, I'll, say, I'm gonna, I'll go ahead and see this article. But yeah, uh, although LHC will not be running until after February 2013, CERN certainly will. The particle accelerator chain uh, will undergo maintenance ready at, at running at high energy in 2015. Uh, so th yeah, 2013 is sure to be busier for CERN. We're very much looking forward to it. Weird yeah. So CERN, time, of course, CERN got CERN got up and popping in 2012, right? And that that article literally came out uh, in that 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 announcement, that press release came out December 21st, 2012. I think that CERN definitely has something to do with uh, the Mandela effect. I also think, like again, now, like remember, also 2020, 2012 was yeah, my brain. 2012 was also the year that the uh, oh, what was it called? The Operation Looking Glass could no longer see after 2012. Remember that? Yeah, because there was supposed to be that split, right? That they were seeing that it was either going to be good, everything was going to turn for the good or for the bad. But when they were trying to do it, it was showing for the good each time. So yeah, maybe yeah. maybe honestly. This is this so is the spot. This is where everything. I, I mean, I, I believe. I believe in God. I believe in the God of the Bible, El, as in Israel, not Baal, as in the God that is fake. I believe in in God, uh, and I kind of I, I kind of have to because I mean it's very clear in the story of Isaac that our God doesn't you know hurt kids, that he's there's just one God and that he always provides. Uh, I mean, there's there's an epigenetic, uh, traumatic bond to the God El. You know, mm -hmm. and so I believe in that God. And if God is omnipresent, right, which means he can exist in all times at the same time, that means only God can know the future. I don't think I've never met a psychic that can predict things properly for the future. They can tell you what's happened. They can tell you who you are. They can tell you who you're friends with. They can predict what's you mean, how many if you, if you go through YouTube and you just look at all these people that are like pick a card for tarot or whatever, like these, you know, psychics or whatever. They all tell you about what's going on now, but they never tell you what's going to happen in the future because they don't know the future. The only God knows the future, right? So I think that God in his infinite wisdom and creative humorous spirit, I think that these dark people tried to manipulate time so they could win the ultimate war, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that every time they messed with it, tried to change something, the only that came out of that was a Mandela effect because they're all hilarious. Think about this. The first big Mandela effect, right, was the Berenstein or Berenstein Bears. Nelson Mandela would have hated that shit because he really did not care for Jews. <laughs> yeah, honestly, too, that was another one that I was on the opposite side of because I remember being spelled E-I-N. It's, it's always pop culture bullshit that they control. Mm-hmm. This is just trying to, like, be one of those things that theoretically God's just kind of like, all right. If you're going to try to mess with time, I'm just going to yep. put shit that you nice try. Rather than stuff I created. Nice try. <laughs> now, George, now, George, now, Curious George doesn't have a tail. Now, now there's a different emoji. There's no robber emoji. Good, good work, guys. Just dogs. Awesome team of you child molesting freaks out there. You guys are doing a great job. Wow, you must really believe in your religion. Because nothing's changed. So, like, who do you think that these people are? Do you think that they're, like, necessarily worshipping, like the devil, so to speak? Or do you think that there's like a whole other entity that they're trying to like make contact with or try to like speak with other than something that's necessarily like as we perceive as being like part of like the Christian religion? 
Well, Skinwalker Ranch, portals. Astro World, portals. Bigfoot just disappearing out of nowhere, portals. Magnetic anomalies, cosmo portals. Like, right, there's, there's the, the beautiful Bermuda Triangle, portals, right? So I definitely think there's, there's something that they have not been manipulating, at least not like, you know, esoterically, that's been around since the beginning of time. I think that these things use it to, you know, escape during the, the great deluge. And I really do believe that people like Dr. Bill Gates, by the way, not a doctor, uh, never graduated college, right? Didn't even invent Microsoft. I'm pretty sure the only reason he wants to eat bugs is that we can solve all the problems in Windows that he's ignored, right? <laughs> like this asshole, right? He's talking about spraying the sky like he's Lex Luthor, right? He's a freaking supervillain. Like, dude, they want to return us to the antediluvian climate for a reason. I think they want to release, again, portals, right? There's things that escaped through some sort of portal and they want to be able to bring it back, but it can't survive in our current climate. See, I got this weird concept that I've been thinking about lately. I'm curious what your opinion is on it too. So maybe, you know, big, maybe Bigfoot, maybe big, maybe Bigfoot is just wearing a spacesuit. Theoretically, yeah. I mean, honestly, or it could be another like offshoot. Because they can't of, survive in our climate, but for a short period of time. It could be like like another dimension over where you know it's just like the evolutionary chain was just different. You know what I mean? Or like we never actually got into like. The things we were into, and we stayed more on the natural side of things, and maybe that's what we would have turned into eventually if we kept connected with the spiritual side. But like my weird question that I've been kind of tearing apart lately is when people have near-death experiences, they claim that they still feel conscious, but they're inside of a dark void, right? So what if when you're in that dark void, you could learn how to- My dad, my dad died for 11 minutes in 1973. What did he say he saw? He said he saw his- friends and relatives that had passed away before him, his grandmother and all. And that, that he got, he was going through and he was going towards the light. And then he met Jesus and his big joke about this is like, Jesus is definitely not black, but he ain't white either. That's what my dad used to say. But he, uh, he said he saw the doctor, like, cause they, my grandfather uh, was very connected. My, my uncle, like, he's technically my second cousin, but I just called him uncle Mickey. He was uh, the, the chief of police and like, he was connected with blood and like all this other stuff super highly connected they literally to get him to the hospital to keep him alive they stopped and opened up all the, made all the lights green from walterboro south carolina to downtown to the hospital to keep my father alive he's dead for 11 minutes he said he saw them working on him he said he saw them doing surgery on him now this is the same man that when he got done with this experience right he was playing with trucks and had like a, a ten, he was like a six-year-old and then he started getting headaches. And now my father, like, I'm the apple that fell from the tree. He's way smarter than I. Genius, right? He was a genius before. He got back, if not better. And he came back with this very clear understanding of what is good and what is evil. And prior to that, he didn't have that skill. I think that when people die and come back, they have abilities. The same thing as people that get molested. Same deal. I, I, could, I was like, I was looking down at my body. It was like it was happening to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. When your soul leaves your body, right, and it gets back in your body, you have different abilities than we did before. I mean, I can't deny that, too, because ever since those sleep paralysis dreams I had when I was a kid, like, just, like, weird things you left your body in a while. Yeah, like, you left, I have this you left your body. where I associate people with colors, and usually those colors, when I look into, like, auras and stuff like that, they usually kind of fit that person's description. You mean, like... You mean like green eyes? Yeah. 
actually, speaking of that, I still want to hear your uh, your explanation of green eyes that you're talking about. Oh, I wasn't. I just that's exactly what I was going to say. Is I, I bet you have ability to see like auras and things like that, which not everybody has. I mean, everybody has like everyone's skill set is different. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to people that are, you know, uh, connected in ways other people aren't. You know, people are going to call you crazy, but you know, that's, that's just they're just jealous. It's funny you know, that you brought really up the aura thing because that's kind of how it is too. Because it's like that's always been my my thing is I associate people with like colors and stuff like that. And when I with do, me. it's usually fitting for that personality when I look up what that color is supposed to represent too. Uh, what what do you see when you see me? For I usually see I see a yellow if that makes any sense, and I feel like yellow seems to be like. How about now? Type. How about now? How about now? <laughs> Blue, white. <laughs> But it's more like a, it's not like a visual color thing. It's kind of just like a, like when I think of somebody, I like associate a color with like that thought, if that makes sense. And that's usually what it is. It's not like when I look at somebody, I like physically see like a color around them like that. It's just like a, an attachment to something, to a color, you know? Well, they say that the eyes are the window to the soul. So if you saw something with green eyes, right, Mm -hmm. that does not have a soul. Because they were, they were like that, solid green eyes too. So that was the other weird. It wasn't like defined like eyes. I, just like, like I saw someone's face change once. I know. Yeah, if you didn't think I was crazy before, I was at a spirituality convention. Uh, because again, I, I was a paranormal investigator for like three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very well versed. I went to over a thousand cases personally. And I read the notes for everybody else. And then started going on message boards and reading other people's like, you know, notes. And I just, I... I have a really good memory and like I would you know start sitting down and like thinking about this concept because I don't think that again I don't think that ghosts are dead people it says in the bible that they're not it says in a lot of other ancient religious texts that that's not what they are you know Socrates looking through a portal too and seeing well, like, about, like that's on the other side and that's why ghosts run is because they're also seeing you as a ghost nah, in a sense too nah, it's not a portal it's not a portal you're just seeing someone who's a temporary time traveler due to trauma caused by uh something that happened to them either about to or they've just gone through something extremely traumatic that's why ghost stories always have a traumatic backstory i've always heard stuff too that it must be people that astro project and you're just seeing them as like their astro projected self too nah 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 because if that was the case don't you think they would change their clothing or change their location bill bird does a bit about this where he's like if i was a ghost like i don't get the end game of being a ghost like what am i supposed to do hang out in the basement all the time until someone comes down every once every six months to check the boiler. I'm going to like talk some, uh, some dentist into solving my murder. Like, no, it's, it's so silly. He's like, I go straight into the CIA building to see what those people are up to. Mm-hmm. I go straight into the football huddle. Ghosts never change their clothes. It's always the same. You never see a ghost in a MAGA hat unless they died after a MAGA hat for a thing. They're going to see a ghost with, a, with an iPad or an iPhone. Right. Don't you think that they would, if, if they can like stay here, right. Don't you think they would learn how to adapt yeah, that's true. They don't, they don't adapt because they're not dead. They're alive. You're just seeing a bridge between the third and fourth dimension. That's why they don't change places or spaces. They just change time because all time is happening at the same time. And the trauma makes you able to experience instead of a forward moving linear concept of time. You're not able to see someone at the same time as from a previous time, but technically it's not really previous at all. It's all happening at the same time. And it's that trauma that bleeds the third and fourth dimension. Does that would make sense too with the whole uh like people will say that that when there's like a huge traumatic event it'll seem like it'll replay in an area but like everybody's not coherent to the fact that anybody's like watching them or anything it's just like a like an instilled memory like trapped they're not see, 
but they're not seeing a, a something that's replaying. They're seeing, I mean, there's, there's stories where like people walk into a room and the whole room changed. Mm-hmm. Now that wouldn't make any sense if it was just like a dead person. It, would, it wouldn't be, that wouldn't make any sense. Except for the fact that unless you temporarily time travel, it goes both ways. That's true. Right? Because there's been a few it cases too of different way. people talking about how they saw themselves at two separate times. Like start doing construction. The well, people start doing construction on their property, right? Mm-hmm. And changing the building. And then they see something. Not everybody who like redecorates their house has a ghost pop up, but some people do. And they get mad at them, which I would too. If I walked into my living room, it was my living room, but it was someone else's furniture. And all of that, like they're messing with stuff. I would be like, what's the freaking frack? Mm-hmm. where's my fireplace oh my god is this my house i know this is my house i just walked in from the other room that would be best too oh fuck yeah <laughs> because they're not they're not experiencing someone who's dead they're talking to someone who's alive and that's also why it's short it's a very short-lived interaction right they mm-hmm. don't stay they're not there all the time right it's not like ah, oh, you know i left my door open and the homeless guy lives on my couch just going free and leave it's not like that it's just in pieces and usually it's because of something traumatic. And a lot of times people who experience ghost stories are also going through something traumatic. My grandma died and I swear I saw her. You're both traumatic mm-hmm. and connected to DNA. So I got to ask too then, when you get into like the demonic possession type stuff, assumably it's like a totally oh, different topic than this. Would it be I like- I think the Britney Spears, I think Britney Spears is demonically possessed. I think Lady Gaga is. I think they are too. And I think that they chose these people at a young age, molested them, again, removed the soul from the body, right? So and here's the thing, when Nicole, when Nicole Kidman's sister talks about what happened to her, and if you look into it, Nicole Kidman's father is a horrific pedophile, right? When it, she says that he would bury her, dig her up, molest her. Bury her, dig her up, molest her. Bury her alive. Because she almost ran out of air and then pull her up. Because what they want to do is they don't want, if you, okay, if you remove a soul from a body, how long until it can't get back in? Do you know the answer? I'm honestly curious now. (laughs) Why do you think they go to these hospitals to get reprogrammed? You're talking about when they do like the, oh, I I had rehab rehab shit. Kanye. Kanye. Anybody Britney that touches Spears. the Kardashians. Amanda Bynes. Lindsay Lohan. They, get, they have to go to a hospital to get reprogrammed. Literally. They, they, they go into mental hospitals. Demi Lovato. All of them. All of them. Because they're, you, you didn't hear about it as much. Because, again, like, it used to be that there was a lock on what you were told through media. You know, they, they controlled the, the media. Mm-hmm. They controlled the news stories that were put out. The Hollywood, like, studio system. Uh, but legit, like, they, it's always like these people they get as children, right? They all go to the same schools. Matthew Perry punched Justin Trudeau in the face when they were seven. They got sent off to boarding school at seven years old. The British royal family sends off their kids at five, six years old. What's up with that? They go to, they go to, they go to a special school for, to learn music and dance away from their parents. So do you think that they're not coming well, back? The royal, see... family, the royal family is even creepier because what they do is they, they have babies that are in their bloodline and they name their babies 
after other people who just recently or had will recently die. For example, Harry and Meghan named their daughter Lilibet after the queen. So do you think they're recycling like in consciousness inside these bodies? Is that the idea? Well, well, think about it like this. If you get a kidney transplant, right, from Mm -hmm. someone, is it more likely that it's bone marrow transplant? Is it more likely that it's going to take if you have a DNA connection to that person? Of course. Well, what makes you think that anything else that has to live inside your body won't reject it if it's not has it, if there isn't a, a guarantee with the DNA? I like getting mindfucked. This is interesting. This is like a whole different perspective that I've never looked at on these types of things. Again, doing all that research. That would explain like like looking at all these cases, looking faces and stuff, especially from like the the royal family, or they don't look like the right thing inside of the meat suit. You know, they look inbred. They are inbred. Do you think this is partly where the reptilian concept comes from? That people think that they're like shapeshifters, but realistically, it's like another another consciousness inside of like the wrong vessel. Well, again, I watched someone's face change. And true story, I was doing, I was asked to speak. Well, the guy that was supposed to speak, I was like, I think 21, 22. And it was after I'd like stopped doing all the full-time ghost hunting stuff. But I was like talking to some people in South Carolina and they're like, you should come to this thing. You know, we'll just, we'll add you into the group. You know, you stand up on, you, you can answer questions because you know more about this than any of us do. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I'll go. And so like I went and uh, me and my friend and we drove up to Columbia, which is like two and a half hours away. And it's a spiritual, we, I didn't know this, but I thought it was just like, you know, uh, a bunch of people like meeting up in like a, a like a conference room. Cause they mm-hmm. said there would be a stage, all this stuff, right? I get there and it's like a spirituality convention and every kind of hippy dippy candle looking, you know, stone, you know, I, got, I, I take it to my forehead. Like, cause, cause I heard that it helps like with my headaches. I'm like, yeah, yeah okay. Like, right, those people, all the all the weirdos and the hippies and the freaks and weirdos, people that bake bread in the ground, like they they showed up, and I was uncomfortable because, you know, again, I I, I don't want to bring dark things into my life, and at this point, I was even less confident in my ability to reject dark things, and I was I was kind of scared of them at the time, not anymore, but at the time, I didn't have like the the knowledge I do now on the subject, and I was up on stage, and. The guy that was supposed to speak didn't make it. So they just like, hey, you're up and I'm nuts. I was like, okay. <laughs> they, they pushed me on the mic because I could speak and everyone else like didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. This guy was like the head of the group and he, was, he knew what he was talking about to some degree. I'm sure I ran circles around him. But I was like, I was telling, I was explaining to people what I think ghosts are and how they're connected and like what you can, like what the difference between a ghost and a demon is and all that stuff. I've been speaking about this stuff for years. And because again, it, I found even if you can't get like documents or papers to like make a connection, uh, when you have, uh, stories that are told over and over and over again you dig all those stories if they've got something they have in common that's probably the thing that's probably right especially considering that ghost stories go back to like since socrates and demonic possession goes back just as far if not farther uh, that we have accounts of uh so i'm up there like answering questions and this woman raises her hand and asks me a question and looks right at me and she asked if i believe that demons can walk around like everyone else and then i watched her face turned into, at the time, what I described as a lizard, sorry, a, a dragon face. I saw her face change into a dragon looking face. Now I'm like, oh, no, it was a lizard face. Like, uh, so, so that being said, I don't think that, I don't think that there are, are, there are lizard people, but I believe that there's a reason that the snake was the evil guy in the Garden of Eden and the Ethelbeth Gilgamesh, and that we've always had an aversion and, and repulsion by reptiles. 
You don't eat them, you know? Only weirdos own them, right? They're dangerous. And like, we understand, like, you kill a snake. You get a shovel and you cut its head off. You don't like take it inside and like choke, like let your kid play with it. Unless you're like living in the mountains of Appalachia, right? So, so going so, off of the like, I, I think it's connected. I was going to say, do you think that that the whole meat suit concept is like what we were talking about earlier with like those dark beings, that that's where the reptilian concept comes from is that they're like souls, almost like a reptilian looking soul, but they can't how? manifest themselves here. Yes. I, I think that they take up, I think that if you don't have, if they get you before you're old enough to understand what God is, if they get you before you get old enough to like become saved, to accept something else in your, like your heart, notice not your gut, your heart right? Mm-hmm. If they get you before you're old enough to understand those things or to accept those things to protect you, then I think, yes, like they, they use that hole as a place to get in and they use uh, uh, traumatic sexual, like traumatic incidences. They use, uh, you know, sex, uh, I'm sorry, sexual transmitted diseases, hello brain. Uh, they use SRA, satanic ritualistic abuse. They use uh, psychological abuse, emotional abuse, drug abuse, alcohol abuse. Uh, you know, uh, you can always like, people that are strippers, like, yeah, I'm sure they had a bad childhood to the point where, like, I make a joke where if someone tells you they have a happy childhood, they're not just a liar. On top of that, they're probably a stripper and they're probably not in nursing school either, you know, because they use like they, they want to fill up that that chest and that hole in the chest with drugs or alcohol or dicks, you know, or something that like, oh, he's she's got daddy issues. No, nah, she's got a big hole in her heart, but she doesn't have an actual like spiritual father. It's kind of funny too that, you know, we were talking about the weird like lag thing and you mentioned certain things. It's kind of funny that as we're getting deeper into this topic, I've noticed that there's no internet connection, but the lag's still been kind of popping up there. Like, call it a conspiracy. I know that like obviously not everybody's listening, but if there is- Don't call it a comeback. Yeah, if there, if there is stuff that's around us within the same reality, like who's to say that they can't interfere with electronic equipment on purpose? Well, that, that's actually something that is, is very much discussed, uh, which- and you look at like the demonology stuff and like the 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 way that the Dante's Inferno, all that stuff, like there there is very much a belief that uh, the things that are dark can control the technology, they can control the written word, which is why like you know you, you the Hebrew language has to be learned and they continue to speak it in their churches. That's why Latin was spoken in you know Catholic churches forever and they really resisted changing it because like you know that tradition wasn't just there it was also like preserving the language so they messed with the language again the alphabet was created by the phoenicians right then there's the whole concept of like your phone uh, dante not dante excuse me um uh what is his name uh nostradamus mm-hmm. he would use a black scrying screen to get his quatrains look at your phone if you turn the, the button off what do you got you got a black scrying screen then there's the whole thing apple if you look on the back of your phone it's an apple with a bite taken out of it, like the Garden of Eden, like the fall of man. That's what I right? Do you know that Google was originally going to be called Backrub, but you can't backrub yourself, so they changed it? You remember it used to say, don't be able? Mm-hmm. They definitely control that. Something, remember that change? Like, remember how, like, you know, uh, YouTube used to be the Wild West, and now it's like, you know, the garden party for the elites? Yeah, literally. Right? The journalists, journalists used to be like gumshoes, like they would, you know, Brenda Starr and like getting out there and like finding the facts and like breaking down this, catching the big guys with their, with their hands in their pants, you know, like that, like catching like, uh, you know, people that were cheating in line that are, it would always go after like punching up the establishment, right? And now they're all elitists themselves. They all come for money. The last front, as far as that kind of stuff goes, really, 
podcasters. Well, that's why we're doing this. Journalism. That's why we're here. That's why we can't take money for this. Like I can't, I cannot do this ever and have it be for money. I can't do it because the minute I start taking money for this is the minute that, you know, it, it, it makes me like them. And I'm not like them. This will always be a guerrilla operation. That's how it should be, honestly. Because otherwise, again, like you're saying, like the truth, the truth gets dissipated by the fact that there's money pushing to back things up or to push a certain agenda behind things. Well, you know, there's a reason that, you know, when people get pulled up, like when there's a, there's a crime that happens, whether, you know, someone breaks in your, someone's house or, you know, or, or even a car accident, right? The first thing the police do when they find out what happens is they separate all the witnesses and they get their testimony individually. You know why you do that? Because the human brain literally can, if you are given suggestive details, your brain can make up and fill in the gap and then they'll never get the truth. There's three, remember like the old saying, like there's, there's three versions of the truth, his story, her story, and what actually happened, mm-hmm. right? It's always subjective. It's always uh, objective, right? There, there is, that's why people can say my truth and get away with murder, not real murder, but you know, well, maybe. I mean, you see that perspective shit in normal society too, with just the pronouns thing. That's another person. They have that. They, they're, they're okay. When Dave Chappelle had Charlie Murphy on, they tell Charlie Murphy stories, right? Mm-hmm. For the Chappelle show, uh, true Hollywood stories, whatever. There are a lot of people that said that's not what happened, right? That were there. There's a lot of people that said that's exactly what happened. I, I forgot those details, right? But, so when people try to remember things that happened to them before, their brain is going to like fill in the gaps. That's why it's so important to get a police statement immediately and to separate everyone so they don't get together as a group and decide what really happened, you know? Because then the truth will change. So when we look at things like biblical texts, Tibetan Book of the Dead too, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, the Bhagavad Gita, all these texts, right? Uh, you're always going to have some of the details change due to perspective, but there are constant truths that you find in all of them. So truth isn't what you think happened. Truth is when you can connect what everyone thinks happened and go, this is the same in every story. This must be the truth. That's kind of how I do my researching is that I'll look at, say, 30 things about the same topic. And the one thing that's the same through all of them, that's, that's usually what I follow. I throw out all the other bullshit. So when, if you look at, when you, if you're fascinated by like the demonic thing or the ghost thing, find stories, right? Find cases from people like me that came in being like, I would, I would love to like walk out of here and say, you've got a ceiling fan that wasn't wired right. And that's why you're getting like electromagnetic, like frequencies that are popping in your head. Cause like you live in an old house and it's causing paranoia and feeling that you're being watched and all this other stuff. It's just a bad rig. You just need to rewire your ceiling fan. Right. I'd love to have that conversation with people or that door keeps shutting because there's a draft. Those are my favorite. I, dude, it, it drives me crazy when I see people that are ghost hunters. Right. And they come in with like all this crazy equipment. I'm like, dude, the only equipment that you need is all you need to do, if you want to like detect that there's something there, you turn on your recorder, you do it in the middle of the night because you don't want outside interference from outside noise. You don't want cars going past. You don't want, you know, other people speaking, uh, but you can go anywhere. Anybody who wants to like experience ghost hunting, just step outside of like a very busy town, like city, like cemetery and just in the middle of the night when no one's around and turn on your recorder and start talking and then listen to what will talk back to you. Because that's the only real evidence you're ever going to get is audio. Everything else, it's usually like, it can be, it's either fake or th- there's very rarely that someone's able to catch things on camera. 
the EMF meter thing is garbage. That's so stupid. They're rigged. They're literally like designed to like detect things. And I, I don't know if they may, they can also bounce off your own electrical, like wiring. So like that, that's no good. Right. And all the other equipment that you have at the site. So it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's useless. Um, you know, people will see like a bug fly past and like in their minds, people will always see what they want to see rather than what is real. But the audio, you can't argue with the audio. When something tells you to get out or that it's going to kill you or that, you know, you're going to burn in hell or that, you know, uh, they, they, they hate you, things like that, that you can't argue with that. That is so obviously there. So the audio is the only proof that you can ever, like, really get when it comes to these things. That's all you need. Anybody can be a ghost hunter. You don't need all the equipment. You just need the guts to, like, stand up to something dark and not be afraid to take it home with you and understand how to get rid of it if you do. So actually, I got a couple of questions too, going from another personal story. And I guess it's like a three-parter and then I'll let you do your explanation of it. But so if the dark things seem to interact with technology, would that theoretically mean that anything that we perceive as a ghost is something dark? Uh, also, could that be the reason why they say when you're in an area that's full of computers, it's like a natural thing to feel like almost like a feeling of dread on top of that? And then uh, my other thing that I was going to say um, was I actually had this one experience where I used to go to this place called Northville, which was an abandoned psychiatric hospital and nothing weird that weird happened there. I guess there's only two things. The one thing was like, there's a door that slammed in front of us when there wasn't any air or anything on that, on that floor. But the weirdest thing, this is the part that I was actually wanting to mention was there's one day that we decided to go into the basement and there's a bunch of different, uh, like walkways that lead underneath Northville. And, uh, we walk into this one room and I hear something on the side of me say, get out in like a scared voice. And as I did, I looked forward and I saw this thing that looked like the best way to describe it would be tall and lanky with almost like white, like never seen sun skin and then long black hair on the top of its head. And I was already gone before the time I could actually see anything. But as soon as I heard get out, I saw something starting to stand up in the back corner and that's what it looked like. And I just took the fuck up out of there. Did you, did you get that audio at all? Actually, it's not like a to... picture. But I have like this. No, not a picture. No, I'm not. I don't care about the picture. Did you get the audio of it saying "get out"? I didn't get any audio. That was when I was just walking by myself, and I heard it did in the right ear. Did, did your batteries? Did your batteries drain? I had a flashlight, and actually, my flashlight did drain pretty quick after that. Okay, here's why. What? Okay, so why would something demonic want to be underground? Why would? What are we bury bodies underground? Why would, why would something dark hang out at a abandoned hospital where people were tortured for sometimes centuries? Why would they choose that as their location? Well, if you think about it, if they're living, if their food is negative energy, right? So murdering a child, cutting off a face and dancing with a, with a you know, a face, like the Fraser Trip stuff, right? Which I actually saw, it's fucking real. It's real. I'm not going to tell you because he's, he's a name that's well known, but I, I watched it with someone who's real. I puked. I puked. It was it was so emotionally upsetting. And then I got mad because I'm like, that's exactly what they wanted me to do. They wanted me to get upset. And I gave them exactly what they wanted because they're like feeding into the energy. But think about it like this: like if these dark things, right? They feed off of negativity and they feed off dark, like being horrible to other people. Like, you know, it's basically like a Karen actually getting the manager and getting her away when you like let them make you upset. But they hang out at places that are tradition like that because they're trying to to re-energize. It would be like, I don't know where to put it. It would be like 
something that was locked. What was it? The movie, uh, the the Anne Rice. Her name is Howard, by the way. The Anne Rice thing where they she, they would bury they would be buried in a coffin and like to torture them and hurt them. They would be buried for like centuries underground, right? And then they, like as punishment, right? It would be like that Nostarok to whatever it's called, like thing where like these dark things are hanging out there because they're trying to soak up all the negative energy. They want the negativity. The the, the, the time is. If time is what we think it is, right? Then they're still able to access that time. It's weird too that you it's mentioned that because that specific place before this event happened, like a it's month- so hard to explain this stuff. Like, because my my brain, because like because I'm on the other side of things, it's hard to like try to explain it to somebody who has no idea what I'm talking about. Because at this point, I'm just way down the path, you know. Oh no, I, I, I'm I'm picking up on it. Like I, I'm more so asking out of like personal questions now too, because I, I you got me deep going on this. I could go on this kind of shit what for you, hours. But what you saw was something that you you were scared. I'm sure the people you were with were scared. It's something you're on a took off with me. <laughs> you gave them that boost that they needed to get the car running, basically. You know what was weird too is that. Okay, so before this happened, a couple of weeks prior at that same place, there was two people that ironically fell down the elevator shaft a week after each other. And the elevator doors, there's like a very slim gap. So that was also kind of weird thing. That, that just means there. they're idiots. That just it, means they're idiots because I don't think that these things can touch you or hurt you. I think it was something all that got scared and they may have tripped or something like that. That was my, my, best, my best guess, but I don't think it was necessarily the, pushing them. The only time I ever, over a thousand cases and read so many more from people that I trusted and and respected that were like me, scientifically minded, right? I think I saw like one case that I saw personally, and it was one other case, maybe two other cases out of like 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, like over, you know, six, eight years that I went into this. It's been like, I don't know the exact number, but it's a fucking lot. I looked at a lot of cases and I've spent a lot of time looking into this stuff and looking at all the details and like, you know, putting like, this one's one I'm gonna keep, this one's gonna throw away. You know, I, I had like a whole terabyte drive uh, somewhere I moved. So it's in one of these boxes. Uh, and it's just basically case after case. It's just cases, like uh, paranormal cases and paranormal, like uh, detail, like from books, uh, from bi- uh, biographies, like that too. I took into account historical significance and historical, uh, you know, uh, anecdotes, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's only been like a couple cases that I've been like, yes, this is real. Yes, someone got touched. And every one of those, they were under the age of eight. That's what I was saying. Like, I don't think that that one is connected. If someone says they got pushed, if someone says they got pushed by a ghost, their hair got pulled, they're fucking full of shit. That that was just like a weird connection that also happened at that place. But like, as far as like my story goes, that night, it was probably around, I don't know, it was like the middle of the night. And I was with my girlfriend still. And we walked downstairs and there was clearly a dark shadow sitting on the couch that kind of had like the same feeling to it as like what I felt in that basement that night. And then also kind of weird that these things can follow you out chronological order. I feel like this is tied to it. So hear me out on this one. So they can't touch you physically, but could they trust touch your astral projection of yourself? Because that same night was the night I had to explain to my girlfriend what dream traveling and stuff like that was, because I was sitting watching TV after this experience happened up in her room and she was sleeping and I heard a boom by the stairs and then she popped up and I said, hey, what happened? And she was like, oh, I just fell down the stairs in my dream. And I was like, that's weird because I just heard a boom go down the stairs. So like, could those things touch your astral projection of yourself or would it only be like, because it, it can't touch like your physical version of yourself, right? Uh, 
nothing's ever been able to touch me except for when I was really little. And again, like they just, they, they manifest, like they want, they want you to be afraid. Uh, they can't, I don't think that, that someone just walking down the street is going to get possessed randomly. That doesn't yeah. fucking happen. I, 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 there's always got to be like, you know, a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, leaving your body, right? And opening yourself up because there's nothing at home, you know? So they're like, oh, well, this is an empty house and just moves in, right? I think that happens. And I think there's some things that exist in people's subconscious that it just takes them to get really fucking wasted again for it to come back out. I've seen people's face change. I've seen women's face change. It's not like the 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 dragon thing that I saw, lizard or whatever it is. I've seen like girlfriends of mine, like my friend Ashley would get drunk and you could literally see her face change when she got drunk and she would be an asshole. She wasn't fun to be around. She's mean. She's rude. And she'd try to pick fights with people. But only when she was like shit face drunk and she'd be like, oh my God, I blacked out. I'm like, yeah, but you did. Something else took up residency. I don't think they can touch you in your dreams. Uh, because again, like that's why your home is so important. The place you sleep throughout history. They used to, okay. In Sumerian times, people used to put the, the bones of their ancestors underneath their beds so they could, they could have blessing and luck and protection. Uh, people that were Jews, they used to bury um, statues in the corners of the house before they built on top of that property. It was like part of the foundation and it's for protection in their homes because the place that you sleep when you're the most vulnerable, your home, right? Your bed, mm-hmm. it's, it's so important to have that as a protected place. That's why I think you see a lot of crazy stuff in, in like uh, uh, hotels. And it's one of the reasons you see a lot of crazy stuff in people, like people that sleep in their cars have a lot of crazy stuff happening to them. People that are staying in homeless shelters see a lot of crazy stuff because their, their place that they're sleeping their home base isn't protected. So if you brought something in, yeah, you probably had a problem that night, but I don't think you physically like hurt you. See, that stuff only happened that one particular. There are rules. So that that kind of makes There are rules. But then again, like you don't know where her mind was. Even if she tries to tell you about it, you're not going to know where sure. her head is. And what she's dealing with is different than you. And, and you know, I've had dreams where <clears throat> legit, I have died in my dreams a lot and it's not just like i i fell off a building and like i woke up like i was falling people tell that and i'm like lucky because <laughs> in my dream i fall i feel my body crumple and all my bones break and then i feel my soul leave my body and look down a dead corpse like that's what happens to me every time it's fucking awful i'll See, be like in one dream like stop i'll jump off a swing no. i'll jump off a swing and die like just stuff like that it, 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 it i feel i feel it all and it's been like that. I haven't had a dream like that in a really long time, but then again, I'm in a better place mm-hmm. spiritually. So yeah, I think they, they are going to use any method that they can to try to attack you. So but then I, again, I don't think they can get actually inside your head. I think they can only whisper shit in your ears. So I, got, I don't think, I think you're sacred. Your space is sacred. Two questions for you now that I'm thinking. Your body about is your temple. Your body is your temple, right? True. You, you know, like the whole concept of like, like the ancient Egyptians, how they talked about how they believed you had like two souls. Do you think that that, like, maybe there's, like, a, like, I don't want to say, like, a, like, a light soul and, like, a dark soul that's, like, attached to you? And when you, like, drink, for example, that's why you were saying that somebody's face changes is because it might be you, but, like, a different version of yourself that's, like, within the same meat suit, if that makes sense? No, I think these people were into human sacrifice. I think these people were into actual dark, dark things. I also, I don't think they had an understanding because, again, like, they didn't have, like, the, the every average, everyday person didn't have a spiritual book or a spiritual place to go. So they tried to make the most sense that they could out of what they've been given. And when you 
they also drank a lot. They got paid in beer, you know? Mm. So I think the Egyptians probably experienced a lot of like drunken shenanigans. So, so I could see how that could be a thing. Another thing I was questioning, to, I've been kind of into lately, and I'm curious if it's tied into all this kind of stuff too. Uh, I think people have one soul. <laughs> that one makes soul. More sense too in that sense. I, I, it was just an idea I heard recently, and I, I don't know, it just kind of like made a weird connection in my head when you said something along like people's faces changing. If you haven't, if you haven't read the Egyptian Book of the Dead, if you haven't read the Tibetan Book of the Dead, if you haven't read the Bhagavad Gita, if you haven't read the Epic of Gilgamesh, if you haven't read the Deuteronomica and Apocrypha, am I only saying that right? Blah. If you haven't read these books, they're pretty much free. You can find them online in PDF form, and you should go read them. You should also read uh, the uh, the Creature from Jekyll Island. You should, if you haven't read the Bible, Bible, find the best version you can, read that. Matter of fact, it's better to just get the King James and read the bad version. Because then you'll be able to make connections between that and all the other things. Uh, if you haven't read um, The Cult of Saturn, it's a book that came out in the 1960s, you need to read that. Because then you start realizing like how there are symbols everywhere and how it, it's incorporated into our society. And it's grandfather didn't even notice it. The same way that women wear white dresses at weddings, not because it was always a thing, but because Queen Victoria did it. Uh, same reason for engagement rings. It was a marketing campaign. Breakfast was a marketing campaign. The light bulb changed our sleep patterns. These are all things that like people don't know and they need to know because how can you make sense out of your reality now? The living room was a marketing concept. It was on the cover of Life Magazine in the early 1900s. And the idea was that we we're gonna remove death from the home. And that's exactly what they did. Now you got morticians. We don't sit up with our own dead in our house. We take them somewhere else. We don't dress the body of our dead relative, right? We bring it to someone else to do. We're removed from that death. We don't even take care of our own sick. We take them to a hospital. Someone else does it. Is it still part of the Jewish tradition to leave you know? the body in the house for a week after uh, after they pass away? Or has that been something that's been kind of phased out? Over I, would, I, I, would, I would bet with Hasidic, it would be. Uh, I don't know enough about the current rules because there's a lot of stuff that goes on that they do that's separate and different. Um, but I will ask. I've got a friend of mine who is a Hasidic Jew that I... We literally go round and round and round and round and round. We talk about this stuff a lot. We go into like deep dives on the Bible. And uh, he's a very, he's a, he's a rabbi. So he's a rabbi in uh, New York, actually. Maybe a okay, so uh, body in the house. Body in the house for seven days. I was also going to ask. I don't think do... he would just talk to anybody. Uh, he, I, he's I, not like, he's not a media person. He doesn't. He, we just he just studies the, the Torah and the Talmud. Sure, you got some awesome information though. You can still drop even if it gets pushed through through other people. <laughs> you know, all you have to do is is just go on somewhere like Twitter and find yourself someone who does talk about these things that is Jewish and bring them on. Actually, I do have a Jewish person in my family who uh, his family are like what was what the what's the what's the word for it? The very like strict Jewish Jewish people. Yep, that's it he said his his family's like that and he was raised like that so i've been thinking about having him come on my show so i could talk to him about that kind of stuff because he has a lot of knowledge ari, ari shaffer was the comedian ari shaffer was matter of fact he went to he lived in jerusalem and, and was studying like the, the tour in the Talmud in jerusalem so like before he became a comedian obviously like christianity and judaism both have like links to the same roots but do you think that judaism is considered a few moments later. Sorry, everybody. Got booted out because we're getting too close to the truth. But <laughs> my Zoom, my app that we're recording on, like, just quit. 
right before he's about to say something I probably need to really hear. So what were you going to say? What was the last thing I was about to say? Damn. I told you that they can mess with technology. Yeah. And then the rest of my head now too, because, uh, you know, like deep fakes and like all that. Yep. The other question I've had written down here that I was going to ask you too, was that, uh, Fuck, what was it? And I'm trying to remember exactly what I was about to ask right before the screen. You had a friend that you had a friend that was a Hasidic Jew. You had a friend that's Jewish, and you had a question you were gonna ask me about that. Um oh yeah, that's what it is. So obviously Christianity and Judaism both stem from the same religion, but look Abrahamic. how it is today. Would you say that like Judaism is almost like the most pure religion in the aspect of that it's the farthest, it's the least farthest strayed from what it originally was? Um, I would, the only reason that I would say yes to that isn't because they're better. I mean, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's a better religion. Yeah, I I'm not saying like it's a worse religion. Like more pure. I'm just going to say when it comes to, there's a really great guy, write this one down, uh, the naked archeologist, right? His name is, oh crap, he's, he's Canadian guy. It is, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I'll think of it after we hang up, I'm sure. But, uh, the naked archeologist, check his stuff out. He found like tablets from the time of like Solomon and David, mm-hmm. right? That had the same verses from the Bible in Hebrew that are in the Torah and the Talmud. Now, they, it's very interesting. Like the reason that it's passed down from person to person to person, they don't change a damn thing. They don't even marry people outside of like the Jewish religion, and the Jewish faith, uh, because they literally, like, they understand that like, this is how you preserve it. You preserve it by continuing to have the same language, right? Continuing to, uh, I mean, literally this ceremony with, where they t- they walk the tour in the Talmud and put it in the cabinet in the building that is the synagogue. It's very interesting. Uh, but they, they find all this evidence uh, that goes back to, you know, right after Sumeria, right? Mm-hmm. The Canaan and the Canaan era. They find all these like tablets that have the same letters and the same statements, and the same things that, that are in the, the tour in the Talmud now because it's never changed. So I don't think that they're, they're necessarily the best, the best religion or the most pure religion. But I definitely think that they stuck to their guns and made sure that their children's 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 children uh, could understand everything in its purest form that's written down. Yeah, I guess that was kind of more what I was wearing that too, is it's the least that's been diluted by everything else around them through society. It's the one that's stuck the most true to what it originally was. I don't know. Buddhism, Buddhism is pretty like, they've got a lot of like, you know, aspects to that. Um, the Japanese, you know, they, up until like the time of the shoguns, like they had a pretty, you know, pretty long form of their, their, their verses and their, their stuff they worshiped. Um, the same thing with like the Chinese, uh, Chinese emperor, uh, was always, uh, you know, a Buddhist and they would literally like copy, you know, verses, like they, everything, everything in their culture is based around, uh, Buddhist ideals and, and, uh, ideas and, and they they made sure that those those texts were like written down to where we can still we can still read and understand uh texts that were written in like 600 bc from the chinese scholars at the time like confucius and stuff matter of fact confucius uh as of right now everybody who is confucian that comes from his family line like a big deal that they are they came from his uh his lineage and like they have a, they have a big meeting where everybody in the world that is related to confucius still like talks about it and they meet up <laughs> damn i didn't even know that was like a thing that people could still trace that lineage that that 
at Strictly to actually know that kind of stuff. Knox Fade would have been so diluted through the years that if you're even related to him, it would be such a small percentage that you wouldn't even necessarily know it. There's a, uh, there's a lot of interesting things about uh, China when it comes to the way they set up uh, their emperor, the way they set up their society, the way they set up their court system, the way they set up uh, just the, the rules of the land, the law of the land. It, it's very, the concubines, the way they set that up, it's very, very interesting. Um, it can be very pedantic and boring for people, though, because, again, like the way that the Chinese people aren't exactly known for like their, you know, Hollywood production of writing or style. You know, it, it's very different and far away from our culture. So a lot of people don't understand or appreciate it. But there was a great series. Again, sometimes TV shows can tell you a lot more about something than you can like glean from, you know, reading books for two years. Uh, I watched this one show called The Story of Yanzi Palace. And it's all in subtitles, but it's a Chinese like drama about uh, an actual woman that is based on that lived in like the uh, early 16, mid 1600s. Uh, and it talks about, and it shows you like, they were very meticulous about the way they designed the set, very meticulous about the way they designed interactions with other people, very specific about laws that they rec- they, they, they brought up. They, it was very well researched. Uh, it's actually now banned in China. That's how good it is. The story of Z- Yanzi Palace. Uh, it is a great way to get a peek into how these people like lived back then without having to read like a bunch of books, just read subtitles. Uh, the Crown does an excellent job of telling you things about the royal family that you wouldn't even necessarily know, but these people that wrote, made the series did so, so much research, they were able to find things. For example, uh, Lord Mountbatten is the only person who had to go visit Prince Charles at the creepy boarding school his dad sent him to that he went to that was like torturing him. Because, I mean, that's what they do. I mean, that's the whole reason that Princess Diana had them go to Eton, which is across the street, and wouldn't send her kids off to boarding school. So, but you would know that if you didn't watch The Crown. Cause it's not really talked about. Yeah. They got to hide this stuff where they can. Cause I feel like there's a lot the of way, that now where they, like the way the doing media hide stuff where they can. Yeah. But that's the great thing about places like Netflix and all. And I, don't get me wrong. I got, I got rid of my Netflix cause the cuties thing. And I'm, I don't know. I might change my mind, but only because like they're, they're being a little bit more responsible than they were a couple of years ago. If they change and they, and they do better. I mean, there's that memo they put out a couple of weeks ago about how like, you know, if you don't like what you're working on, then you can go pound salt basically. Uh, but Netflix does a great job of bringing things like The Crown, which would have never made it in their studio system, like NBC, ABC, like system. That, those shows would have never made it. Stranger Things would have never, ever made it on cable. Even did the Jimmy Savile documentary. There's no way in fuck that would have gotten it on anywhere besides Netflix. Yes, yes, exactly. And even the Epstein one. That was another one. I was shocked that was on Netflix. They didn't help with that one too. Shit. But again, like look here, not there. I think that movies like, I, I'm beginning to think that movies like Cuties came out so they could appear to be middle of the road so that they couldn't be taken out. I feel like they're probably doing some good work whether they realize it or not. It's like that, what's that new one with Mike Myers? Pentaverse or something like that where everybody says he hides like a bunch of different conspiracies and like different occult things within this show and i've seen that one conspiracy theory, it's a newer show a bunch of conspiracy theorists have been talking about it saying that there's a lot of hidden shit in that show too stranger things is a big one i know that one and that one's based on like um i guess the 411 project you uh maybe i don't know i've never watched it so that was the one where they're trying to, to like, watch it 
find a portal into another dimension. It was like a government operation, Project Motov. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of like, I don't know, CERN? Yeah, exactly. The Walker Ranch? The uh, Astro Festival? I've been, I've been, there's been a huge uptake in my state. I'm curious, I've been wanting to ask you this. I've had it written down for a while now. Um, Black-eyed children. I've had this whole uptake in them in my state where people have been claiming to see these things more often. Do you think these are also linked into all this different stuff we've been talking about? Um, I think the black-eyed children thing, uh, again, like, remember how I talked about how DNA, if you have a DNA connection, it's easier for you to, to take a presidency. It's like, it gives you like literally like, I don't think it's okay. So the same way like people inherit houses or property or land, you also inherit a new body for that person that's no longer there. You know, it's, it's weird. Like the royal people, like they have such a different, like a different observation of like how time works than the rest of us do. Uh, the, the, I think it's called the prodigy where like the only the, the oldest male can uh, take ownership of the property and inherit the property for like, the longest time that was the rule and that preserved the property so it can be passed down. I think there's more than just that. I, thought, I think the air and the spare thing has something to do with that. I think that the same reason that they're able to adjust to a body that's planned for them, I think there's also people that don't adjust well to the body that they're given. I think Hollywood and Skid Row is littered with people that didn't adjust well. Yeah, you see a they, lot. They of didn't it. take. They didn't take. Yeah, so they're so they're like the the like corrupted ones, and I guess that's kind of where the whole idea of like a lot of people say actors are like an empty vessel. Is that kind of where that comes in? It was just like it I didn't take, so. so that's why yeah. they adapt to other personalities I mean, easily. Well, there's that, and there's also you have to consider like you know Hollywood, right? The Holly Tree was the sacred druidic plant that they used to make wands out of. Okay, Hollywood. If you look at culture prior to Hollywood, right? How different was culture prior to Hollywood coming on the scene. How many times have you seen a movie and you're like, it was like it cast a spell over me. How many times have you cried at a movie even though you know those aren't that person and that person's still alive? Hmm? How many times does that happen, right? Talking about people's emotions, bring them into a negative state. Well, that's why the horror movie industry is such a big deal, isn't it? I mean, even drama too. Think about how much pop, how popular drama is. Drama brings you into a negative emotional. Hollywood, the city of angels. But I don't think it's the kind that you think of when you hear the word angel. <laughs> They're perceiving themselves as angels because it's one of those things where the villain always thinks he's the good guy. The city of fallen angels. True. And then you go into the book of Enoch. <laughs> At that point. When you start talking about, you know, like the Nephilim and all that kind of shit, too. And all these uh, ever, people that were supposed to be, you know, the archangels for, for God. But realistically, they were saying, I created that. And they started teaching them how to make weapons out of soft metals and all those other different types of shit. Well, I mean, if you look at it, it, it's less time between us going from the steel sword to the nuclear like bomb than it is from the bronze sword to the steel sword. Isn't that a crazy thing to think about? <laughs> No, not really, because again, I don't think of time the way other people do. So that's true. I say I'm kind of getting there, getting there a bit myself too. It's like the farther you dig into stuff, the farther 
like just well, just in the past couple of months I've been in this community, my whole perspective of everything has drastically changed. And then I talk to people like you, and it's just like drastically changes just over the course of a conversation. Just like my whole perspective of everything. <laughs> you know, a lot of people a lot of people can't have this conversation uh, because of several reasons. And I'm trying to do this without <laughs> the earpods. You pay an extra like $150 and they freaking fall out your ears. I'm like, any minute now it's gonna fall in the hot tub. It's gonna be over, right? <laughs> I'm so glad I paid extra for these. Um, the other one, I mean, they've got the noise cancellation and, it's, and I've got an air conditioning unit in the background. Can you hear it? Is it bad? No, I haven't heard anything. Hopefully it's working. Nah, whatever. Anyways, point being is, uh, what were we saying? Um, before I, it almost fell out my ear. What were, what were we, what did you ask me again? Um, shit. Popsicles. <laughs> we'll get it. Just give it a second. Um. Ah. Now I feel like I'm being fucked with. Oh, I feel too. It's like we'll be honest, just, and then I turned my AC off, happen. and now it's so hot in my garage because I'm in like South Carolina, and it's balls hot outside and gross and humid. It's like literally, if you can see, you can't. No one that can listen to this can see this, but you can see my face. Look how red my face is right now from how hot it is in here. And I was like, ah, I give up. I had to turn the AC back on. You say uh, garage too? <laughs> yeah, I, I have my studio in my garage. Oh, that's what you're saying. You said uh, most people can't have this conversation, and then that's where you, where you cut off. Oh. Yeah, most people can't have this conversation because they're either tied up with their religious beliefs, right? So they're like, ah, I can't. Because I'm like, dude, like, you have to have these conversations. You have to, like, I've got a girlfriend of mine and I love her. Sweet person. Her name is Ashley. It's spelled normal. That means she's somewhat mentally normal. All, all Ashleys are crazy. I'm just going to tell you right now. Especially the more convoluted their name is spelled. They're all crazy. But my friend, normal-ish Ashley, she sends me a Bible verse every single day. In her mind, that is the most important thing in the world is that scripture. And she thinks every word is, is 100%. And I could never have this conversation with her because everything that I'm saying about questioning, you can't be a hardcore Christian and not question the scripture. Yeah, that's, you, I mean, sorry, you can't be a hardcore Christian and question the scripture. That's you what created be... who I am now is because I used to question going to church all the time. They just, it, it wouldn't even be anything that I'd be trying to be a dick about. I would just ask a question you have... and pissed at me. Exactly, exactly. Anytime someone tells you that you don't need to know something is the minute you need to go, hmm, why? So she could never have this conversation with me. There's also people that are so indoctrinated in the UFO, flat earth, you know, conspiracy thirst trap stuff that I discussed with Kyle gotta check that out the big dumb podcast uh kyle is awesome uh but the conspiracy thirst trap stuff like those people they could never have this conversation either because they've had their mind this is how it is and i'm like dude if you keep like that mentality then you're not going to learn anything else the whole reason that you got here is because you think outside the box you got to continue to think outside the box you got to listen to everybody and like do your best to like come up with like what you think is happening but if you keep regurgitating the same information and you want to like fist fight someone over the internet because never in real life they never want to argue in real life they run away from that shit but if you want to sit there and argue with someone on the internet all day long about like flatter fist flatter fat uh you're never going to like learn anything new you're going to be stuck in that same loop yeah it's, it's like a, like a blocker wall within the community like you start getting on to truth and then i've always felt like there's a lot of shit that's thrown in the community just to keep people in a continuous circle where they can't progress farther into the truth because they're too caught up on just this other thing and they're boxing themselves within the community Oh, well, I mean, I totally think that there's also things that are thrown out there that are really close to the truth, right? But 
it's just missing a little bit of something. For example, uh, the Tartaria thing. People want to talk about the mud. Anytime someone like talks about Tartaria, they want to talk about the mud flood thing, which there's not a lot of proof for. But they are willing to fist fight you to the end of the day. They're willing to argue with you, even though you've read way more than they have. They're willing to argue with you that this is a thing. And that's always a trap. You're going to like, you're never going to move on to the next thing. So I think there's a lot of people that couldn't have this conversation because it hurts their ego to admit that they could not know everything. It hurts their ego to admit they might be wrong. And because they cling to these truths, these truths like a drowning person clings to the rocks, you know, they're afraid that if they let go for a second, they might drown. I mean, a lot of people that get black pilled and they, they, you could have this conversation with them, but they would turn it somewhere really negative because to them, we're all doomed, you know? There's, there's, as long as there's still people like us sitting here talking about this and people that are actually able to listen to this kind of shit, that just shows that there's still, there's still an opportunity for change within this. It's just a matter well, of having right enough people on the same wavelength, you know? Well, that's one of the reasons that I, I believe in God. Like, because I, I feel like every person that I have done this interchange with, every single podcast that I've said yes to, it's always been the right person at the right time with the right conversation. It's blessed. It is, I, it is it's planned. I was say, I can't say anything different with my experiences, just even me leading up to how I got into podcasting. Like everything was just perfectly placed, you know? I don't have like negative interactions. I, I don't have gotcha moments with people in podcasts. I don't have fights with people on podcasts that I record with, like ever. But in real life or on the internet, all the fucking time, people always want to come at me and like try and like challenge what I have to say. Um, fortunately, I'm, I've always been a very intelligent, attractive woman. So I've always had to deal with people like thinking that I didn't know the hell I was talking about. Right. <laughs> and always prejudging me based on my appearance rather than what, what the messages or what I have to say. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those things where like I can handle it, but I haven't had a neg not one negative experience. And I've done, I think this is my 64. Talk about like, weird lining up. Podcast live stream. reason that I actually was able to do this with you is because you're friends with Kyle. Kyle and I do a show together. Kyle and I became good friends. And he said, you would love to talk to this girl. And then here we are now. Like. Everything just lined up perfect, you know? It always does. It always does. Um, I think that's one of the reasons we had such a hard time getting a phone call to work out ahead of time because it would ruin this. Yeah, because it's a lot more organic of a conversation. We're getting deep into something that, like I said, we had that weird technical issue. And as we were talking about different things, having connections with electronics, we started having some random glitches. Even yeah. Internet bars are full here, which is again. It just did it again. It just did it again. <gasps> weird. See? Because you start getting too close to the truth, man. <laughs> I just, I think it's, it's one of those things where like, if you, okay, look, to find the truth, you're going to have to read about things and do things and acknowledge the things that you're not going to always be comfortable with. Nobody wakes up with all the answers, mm -mm. right? There's been a ton of things that I thought were right that I was wrong about, you know? Follow somebody that claims to have all the answers. Well, you can't do that either. You know, that's how you end up, you know, drinking juice in Guyana. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> it's a Guyana punchline. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of curious, like what, what other, uh, what other things do you think that are like 
massive truths that are kind of like hidden within the community that are just we're so close to, but yet it just gets diluted out by just somebody else throwing some extra shit in there. A few moments later. Oh, weird. Another kick out. We got to have so fucking many of this shit. As soon as we start getting onto a question, like, like I said, I wrote it down this time just to make sure I had it. So what other type shit do you think that we're super close onto a truth, but it's diluted out by just somebody throwing something else in there that makes it so that we just, people just completely go in the wrong direction. Uh, that the world's run by satanic, uh, ritualistic asshole pedophiles that worship gods that have long been forgotten. You're saying that that's the truth or that that's the thing that's oh, yeah. thrown out there? I think, that, I, think, I think that these people sacrifice children. I think that they, uh, they again, like use satanic ritualistic abuse to control people and things. Uh, I think that they hide things in movies. Uh, they try to make, I mean, think about it. All these horror movies, like not one of them has covered like how awful like some of these people are, right? You're going to see a horror movie about Bohemian Grove and you won't. No, fuck no. Because, Honestly, I don't understand why people like horror movies because I feel like real life is way far more terrifying. Right? You want to talk about scary? It wasn't even all over the news. I saw like one article about it, but I live near Detroit and there was a uh, child trafficking ring that got busted in Detroit that it was just in this burned out ass neighborhood that nobody like knew about. And they had some like ridiculous number. It was like over 100 kids. It was like in the three digits that were in this house. And there was like two guys running it and they had like full like like uh like scan code doors all that kind of shit and it just looked like it was in a burned out house and it didn't make it in when did this when did this article come out um i want to say it was probably about a year or two let's see i was working at my old job then so at least three and a half four years ago and it was two i remember seeing the article it was two like middle eastern looking guys and it was in a burned out area in Detroit. And I want to say it was like. That doesn't really shock me because that's exactly what they dealt with in Birmingham uh, with those, those, those child sex trafficking rings that were going on in Birmingham and in, in Britain. The one that, that got like, what's his name? Tommy Robinson, like removed from everything. Well, that situation. Yeah. He was like, basically like it was a, a ring of people that owned Indian restaurants and they were basically like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of girls that they would like drag into like these creepy like trafficking situations Dude, there's it's bad in my area too because we're right by the freeway with a lot of like the different grocery stores and stuff like that by me so it's like it's a regular problem over here in detroit and it's, it's not you never hear about it on the news but you hear about it from like local posts of people saying like look out at myers i just had somebody that was trying to follow me into the bathroom and then there's this other story about like i had some guy follow me into my car and the only reason he didn't get in my car was because I uh, closed the door fast enough and he pounded on my window and then ran off. Just like shit like that. But you'll never see it on the fucking news, but it's all over like the Roseville local pages and all that kind of shit. May God help you if anyone tries to pull that shit with me. May God help them. Because I'm really like clever. And I would really make it. They, I would find them and I would make their life a living hell. Go taken on their they, ass. They yeah. really don't. Like, it's a bad idea. If I could find anyone. I worked for a law firm for a couple years. And basically, they hired me just because people that need to be served papers, I found them. I, I couldn't find anybody. I still can. You talk about so, scary, too. I got this friend in Australia who's, uh, he, she works on, like, computer stuff. I don't want to drop her name or any of the things she's related to because she's in the middle of doing some stuff right now. But she's in the process of busting basically a pedophile ring that's linked to all of these Christian schools. 
it's in Australia, but she's worried about like she wants to make sure she can like leave the country and stuff like that before. Uh, well, we we also just had we also just had that stuff brought for the Southern Baptist Convention. Like all this stuff happened with them that just came out. That's a big. It's a big problem. Uh, I asked my dad. He's a he's a Southern Baptist minister, and it was interesting because I I did a I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing a regular like weekly uh, appearance on it. But Seattle like Jack. Uh, his YouTube channel, he does a live stream three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday Fridays. Uh, Seattleite Jack was bringing up a clip about uh, a guy that got arrested for uh, like messing with, molesting, raping, coercing, blah, 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 like 44 women. And it was all, it came out in like the dump that came from the Southern Baptist Convention, like documents and all. Mm-hmm. And so my dad is a Southern Baptist minister who was around like during the 80s as a pastor. He was there. So he like, knew how everything was going down and what, what he was there. He went to the Southern Baptist Commission like a bunch of times. And I asked my dad, I was like, do you think that it happens more with churches because uh, it, it's there to like criticize or empty like the, the meaning of their existence? I was like, or do you think it's just that people that are in churches are not good people? Like, do you think that it just attracts assholes because there is evil within the teachings? And my dad said to me, he goes, it's always going to appear like it's more because that's how the media wants you to see it. They want to, they look, they get more scrutiny than anyone else. He goes, not the Catholic church, but all the other churches. And he goes, if you look at the numbers, the statistical probability of your local church or your church run daycare or whatever, having issues. He's like, if you remove the Catholic church from it, it's really not, it's not a lot. He goes, not when it comes to the numbers of people that go to church and the numbers of churches that are out there. He goes, you're just going to hear about the ones that are awful because that's what they want you to see. Mm-hmm. They want to, they want to trash religion. They don't want anything to be organized except for the government. Yeah, that, that's a perfect example with that shit that, ha- that I was just talking about. Uh, that news story is, of course, they weren't linked to any type of like religion or anything like that. That's why it wasn't all over the news. If it was like you know some private school or something like that, then I'm sure that it would have been all over the place and everybody would have heard about it. These books, I don't know if you if you look at them or not, but these books that get banned from you know public school, elementary classes and libraries that the people on the left just are losing their minds about. It's pretty much pornography. I've looked at some of it and I was like, oh my god! It's never the ones they show you in the article. Those are just they try to. Matter I've seen articles like straight up lie about what's in the book and it comes from a different book because they don't want you to see this stuff. If you walk up to a child in a play around and show them the content that is in these books you're gonna go to jail and you're gonna never list like, you're gonna get arrested like that is, books that is a big no-no libraries that parents are trying to take out or they're not taking no, out the or? books the books that they're the books that they're teaching in like elementary classes about gender and like these cre- it's 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 pornography and no questions asked it is straight up porn and they're showing it to kids and because it's in drawing form instead of like you know a playboy right they, they get away with it under the guise of it being educational, but it's not. It's just, it's literally like showing, showing little kids porn. There's a whole movement with- My like, headphones just died. <laughs> One minute, I'll switch. Dude, what the freaking frack, right? What I'm saying. These were 100%, and they usually last like three hours. And you got booted again. A few moments later. That, these, these usually have, my AirPods have usually a three and a half to four hour time, right? We have been recording, they were at 100%, and we've only been recording, like, for what, like, maybe two hours, maybe? 
and they just die. I'd say probably about three now, actually. It's going on 1.30 a.m. here, and I think we started at like 10.30 or so. Three and a half to four hours usually. Shit, yeah. That was really weird. And they were at 100%. And probably even longer than that. I'm just saying, like, I've seen them die before. Like, But usually that's just because I have a lot of things going. Yeah, I've never had a dive this deep and I've never had this many technical issues where I've heard a lot of podcasters talk about that as like a ha ha joke, but like, this we're is like, working on your editing chops. Yeah. You this is learn how to edit. <laughs> I, I shit. I, I'm, I'm used to it anyways, but like, this is just like proof that like it, there's a good chance that this is placed and this kind of shit happens for a fucking reason, especially in this community. Cause you never hear about other communities of podcasters talking about this many fucking technical issues and they start getting onto something. Three shutdowns. And AirPods that died. They know we're onto something. And and I had a power flick too. And like I said too, that creepy ass part too. When you started coming back in, I heard like a man's voice breathing into my headphones. So that was also really fucking. It's probably it's probably just the CIA listening to me. (laughs) You know what's funny too is that I was looking at my demographics on my uh my thing for my show, and I actually have like a small percentage of people that listen to me in Washington D.C. And that kind of freaked me out a little bit because I'm like, why the fuck would anybody in Washington, D.C. want to sit here and listen to my podcast? Uh, because clearly, like, you know, it's very fun for them. Like, ha, huh, these fucking conspiracy people, they got so much right, but they're so wrong on other things. <laughs> and then I get yeah. you on and they're like, fuck, shut them down. Shut them down. They're just, them down. They're, just up, they're just upset that JFK is still alive and he's probably president right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what's up with Biden is they tried to clone JFK. And they just got a shitty clone that was half retarded. Hey. And now they have Biden. <laughs> Be nice. I fought the stairs like a president all the time. <laughs> yeah, but that's that. He, at least you're not whispering into the microphone, t- telling people that you are the environment, you know? I, I am the science. <laughs> I am the science. I am the environment. I did that. <laughs> but I definitely think that since we're running on three hours here, if you're down, I definitely want to do a part two rather sooner than later. And just kind of split Absolutely. up the listeners. And then we can kind of get, uh, you know, a couple more things that we can text about a little bit and kind of get our ideas worked out a little bit in a sense so that we know what we want to talk about and we can just hit it and not have to worry about technical issues and losing track of where we're at. <laughs> Again, it's always good. Um, you know, I know that you said that you usually just do audio, but if you decide next time to do video, I can set you up ahead of time with documents and like articles and stuff about stuff that I want to touch on so you can just put the you can also put those up on the screen because again like a lot of the stuff that I have screenshots of they've taken away like it's gone see I on Spotify I can do they now make it so you can upload videos too and you can upload your regular feed so I could do it as like a two-piece one where I upload it as audio so it goes across all the other streaming platforms and then have like a video version that's accessible on Spotify in the beginning we'll tell people that and then you can we can do all the video part of it too that's a two-piece in a biscuit got it covered yeah we'll get it we'll get it working but i guess to uh to kind of wrap the show up until next time so that, you know the listeners don't have to listen to us kind of figure out what we're going to do next time now that we're all haunted yeah, yeah now, now that you know your headphones are haunted they're they're following us they're listening to all of us but only on the important stuff they're not listening to everybody only the people that are on to some shit <laughs> we got we got spiders in our phones at this point <laughs> <laughs> but uh Words of advice. You've given a lot of great words of advice, but if you had to give one specific word of advice to the listener, what would it be? Uh, never argue with an idiot because <laughs> no one will know which one's the idiot. That, that is a really good one. I like that. It's straight to the point, too. Uh, and another one. Uh, if you seek revenge, and this is, I think, Confucius. 
if you seek revenge, dig two holes because like you're never gonna like win being you can never win against someone that wants to fight with you. You can never win against someone who wants to try to destroy you. The only thing you can do is like do well and be happy. That's the best revenge. And then they can't do anything about it because you're off on your own doing your own shit. There are gonna be people that don't always like what you have to say, especially if you're in this community, especially if you're in this mindset. Do not waste your time like like arguing with people because there's no point. They're not gonna move. They just get off on like upsetting you and they get off on like trying to bring you down and bring negativity to it. And honestly, they're literally just like like picking your bones, like trying to to steal from you your joy and your happiness. Don't let them have it. Um, at the end of the day, like this is a very large community, and uh, you know, I, I really think we need to like incorporate some sort of belt system so like I don't have to fight a white belt because they'll never win, and they've made up their mind. And they barely know anything. It's like fighting an infant. It's just wrong. But uh, I mean, honestly, like, there's a lot of different people that are in this community now and people need to quit focusing on waking people up and now start focusing on catching people up because if people aren't awake by now, I don't think there's any hope for them. That's what I've been you saying, know? especially after COVID. Like if you and don't also, get up during that, like, I don't know when you will. And also, you know, again, like God is a plan for everyone and everyone's on their own timeline and on their own journey. And just because you think someone else needs to know something or someone needs to do something doesn't mean that they have to because they're on their own timeline. There's some people that, you know, it might be five years until they wake up. There might be some people that it might be five minutes. It doesn't matter because it's not up to you to save the world. It's just your job to tell information and tell the truth. And you can't give truth to those that don't seek it. So don't even bother to waste your energy and effort. Don't try and wake people up. Try and catch people up. I agree with that too. I was just about to mention the fact that you can't give knowledge to somebody that doesn't seek it. So anybody that's listening to this has definitely been seeking it. So they got exactly what they needed. Well, this is a really good conversation. Uh, it really, I mean, it made my day. I knew that it was going to be good. I know it's going to be this good. So it's so good that the technology is like trying to like work against us. Cause I guess that, I guess they don't want us. They, the robots don't want us talking. <laughs> of course not. The robots, the the artificial intelligence, the whatever dark entities may be living inside of our technology, all of them are working together at this point. <laughs> the, the cloned alien brownie monsters, the click, 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 doesn't want us talking. <laughs> I guess uh, another good spot to leave on to, uh, for anybody that, you know, didn't catch your information in the beginning, uh, let everybody know where they can come find you. I'm Frantic Missy. You can find me on Twitter under Frantic Missy. Do not go to my IG. It's been a hack since February. And don't give that person money or give them your password. We had a lot of posers out there. And that, I guess I guess the government got a hold of that. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. So uh, don't go to my Instagram. Uh, find me on Twitter under Frantic Missy. Uh, you can email me at franticbooking at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and Google me or YouTube me uh, to find a bunch of other podcasts that I've done. There's a lot of good stuff out there and a lot of good conversations. Um, also, uh, Twitter has a new thing called Spaces, and it's been pretty awesome because I feel like it's a very protected like like gr- group of people that they're that are in there all the time. And uh, you know, robots can't talk, so robots can't come in and like mess with the conversation. Uh, although we do definitely have people that are trolls that come in and try to mess things up. But there's a 24/7 conspiracy theory conversation going on all the time. 24-7, all day, every day, on Twitter. It's called 24-7 Conspiracies. And uh, it's amazing. And you find people that are on your level. Uh, you can find things that, you know, people put up in the nest at the top of the screen, like documents and resources. It's a really amazing group of people. 
Um, so please feel free to like step into there at any time. 24-7 conspiracies in t- under Twitter spaces. And if you don't know how to use Twitter spaces, just Google that. I can't teach you everything. <laughs> That's what YouTube's for. <laughs> That's one of the good things you could probably get off YouTube is how to use shit like that. <laughs> oh, I love using their technology against them. It makes me happy. Hey, that's what we're doing with podcasting in general. They say, hey, you can't have pirate radios. We create pirate radio on the internet using their own technology. (laughs) I'm so glad. I'm so glad they don't delete the left from Twitter and things because now we can see what they're up to. We would have never like, I mean, right now, like the Hank stuff, we got screenshots, right? Mm -hmm. But like, you couldn't like go and like look that up if they deleted him. So I'm glad that that's an open way for us to do searches on people that you might not find something in documents but you might find something under their twitter or their instagram you know mm-hmm. and everything that all these big public heads post too always is questionable even within it just looking at the text absolutely absolutely again don't always worry about getting documents find things that are connected and then you'll find the truth i really really appreciate you coming on the show today i really really enjoyed this conversation we're gonna do it again we're gonna do it again uh, also, uh, coming up, I'm going to start doing this thing once a week on Seattle Light Jack, where I go into a live uh, show on YouTube with him. The, the, the chat's crazy. So uh, don't, don't expect anything wholesome, but it, it's an awesome conversation, and he shows some great videos. So also, you can check me out there. I almost forgot to pump that. Oh, and on Twitter Spaces on Sunday nights, I also do a comedy show. Uh, it's a comedy game show called Who's This? What's That? And it's Wrong Answers Only, and they put up a picture, and everyone tells, like, the wrong answer, and it's awesome. It's very well done. So also you can catch me there. That's uh, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'll try to add all the links down at the bottom too so that everybody can find Absolutely. all this awesome information. <laughs> yeah, what a great conversation. I wish I wasn't so sunburnt. <laughs> I'd probably enjoy it more. <laughs> well, next time. And for all the listeners, of course, look out for the next conversation because as soon as we get off, we're going to be planning it and then we'll be figuring out a date and then we'll get that information out to you guys soon and we'll get, get the ideas a little bit more coordinated, of course, too. But this organic conversation led to a whole different rabbit hole of different things that now we, we know a lot about each other and not a lot of the things that we find interesting. So it'll make it even easier for next time. Thanks for having me. It was an, it was an awesome experience. I had a great conversation with you. Thank you. Even though everything didn't work out for our conversation ahead of time, again, I really appreciate you making the time to come on and spend the last three hours with me. (laughs) Well, my phone's haunted. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) And thank you for all the listeners for uh, listening to this awesome conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.